What's up, everybody? My name's Andrew, and today's episode of All Over the Place is brought to you by The Upset Picks. You want to get into sports betting but don't know where to start? Already betting but looking for an edge? Then check out The Upset Picks at theupsetpicks.com and let us put our experience to work for you. And make sure you check out our daily Chasing the Dog videos on YouTube where we give out our top dogs of the day. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up and hit subscribe. Now, are you ready for some wit, whiskey, and wisdom? Grab a drink, sit back, and listen to us go all over the place. Andrew, Carrie, and Chris. All over the place. Wit, whiskey, and wisdom. How did I know? How did I know? Huh? I do big circles around. He guys do something. You live over my neck of the woods. Okay. Yeah. I guess we all kind of. You all do the same tune of the dirt, I think. As far as driving, yeah, middle of Suffolk down to downtown, and yeah, yeah. So I, I, yeah. Drive, I drive past some people that live in this neck of the woods. Yeah, you like, do. I'll see their car, and I'll be like, "Don't run into anybody." Is that what happened when you saw me in Virginia Beach that time? Yeah, it was. <laughs> There's that guy again. It was back when you were in the Prius. I was yes. like, "Yes, I know." Hey, yes. So the Prius died a, uh, a, a, a a horrible death. Did horrible. I tell you that story? No, tell us the death. So uh, head gasket. Is this happening? Oh, we are. Yeah. Uh, head gasket replacement and all sorts of stuff. And um, and the guy says, uh, 8,000, yada, yada, yada to fix it. I said, what? You do realize it's 265,000 miles on that car. And uh, so I have a co-worker who had a Prius, same year, same color, and she'd gotten into a wreck. So took some bits and pizza off, pieces off of mine and fixed up her car. And then sold it online. As is. Yeah. For parts? It's called Cash for Cars, I think. Oh, wow. And you just kind of give them a description. They say, hey, we'll give you X number of dollars. And I'm like, yes, please. What they they showed like, up and towed it. What they give you, like 50 cents and some trading stamps? 1600 bucks. <laughs> it's not bad. After you canned it for, for your friend, which was yeah, a nice cannibalized it. You're like, so, it's missing a door. Gonna... And, uh, and yeah. headlights. And headlights. <laughs> Maybe a battery. <laughs> Headlights. They were brand. They were brand new OEMs. They were so I told her, I told yeah. her, take the lights off. You might need those later. Nice, on. So good call. Go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Wouldn't it be great if it was a different colored Prius though? Yeah, like red door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Pri- you don't see many Priuses on the street anymore. Uh I don't pay that much attention. You see the new one. I think I see a lot of the newer ones. Not Is it a Prius or they moved on to something else? No, no, there's a new generation five, six. There are. Yeah. It's probably really tiny. It, like, it's, it, run it over. It, it's got some flair to it, but I mean, it still looks like a Prius. It's got a dribble driving. It's, it's got dri- some flair to it. It's got flames going down. Yeah, there you go. That's exactly what I was talking it's about. It's a whisper Do exhaust. But let me tell you, uh, 50 miles to the gallon is not bad today. No, not today. It's not. So I was I'm loving that. Yeah. My well, grandmother has a Prius. Yeah. Well, had a Prius. And we flew out to, ma- to help her move, and she goes, my Prius won't start. I go, oh, okay. My dad and I go, all right, let's go take a look at it. We jumpstart this Prius. We turn it on. It's literally in the driveway, just doing its thing. And Grandma comes out and goes, see, it's not starting. It's like, no, Grandma, it's just that quiet. Like, <laughs> you, It's on. <laughs> it's on. <sighs> Hit the gas a little. So, 
Episode 16. Hey, here we go. Welcome, everybody. Good seeing you. Yeah, it's good seeing you guys. I feel like I see you guys a lot now. What's up? Yeah, At least once way. a week. It's kind of weird. Feels maybe. Yeah, maybe. Justin, what's up, man? How you doing? Good. Why don't you <laughs> good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> Great to meet you. <laughs> Any questions? Any there questions? you go. All right, we're done. Let's go home. Yeah, yeah. Chris, Just a comment on the professional setting of this uh, studio. Nobody believes us. And, uh, please, please believe. I was shocked when I saw all the uh, all the gizmos here. <laughs> uh, you, you all the non-believers believe this. This is a real deal. They're going to be doing this for a while. There you go. People think it's like us around Chris's table, passing our cell phone around. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> Cans with strings in between. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> hey, the first episode sounded that way. That's right. It, it, did. Did. it, it did. did. It did. It did. It did. Uh, so, I want you to introduce our guest there, Carrie. Ah, so we got Justin with us. Oh. <laughs> Present. Present. Eight six of them. Um, uh, Justin and I are on several committees together in town. Um, Historic mm-hmm. Society, what are we, Rotary, mm-hmm. um, something else at least. We see each other quite often in other social events. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You make it I feel like if there's, a, if, there, if there's a good thing going on, I'm pretty much going to see him. Wow. Yeah, you should. High praise, Carrie. I don't know. Well, I don't know about that. But, so when uh, you, we put together a plan, and be like, how do we want to make it seem more sophisticated? Let's invite Carrie. Yeah, that's the exactly. answer. That's, that's the always answer. the answer. I mean, my uh, personal favorite is when you came walking by the office one day smoking a pipe. Oh, was that walking the dog? You're walking the dog. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. Pipe, and you were in deep thought. I was just—I didn't even slow you down. I was just like, there goes my friend. Just let him roll. <laughs> my dog, my pipe. Yeah, that's yeah, a good it's time. It's a good time to think. People don't smoke pipes anymore. That's that mm. more popular than you think. Is it? Yeah, I've got very I've classy got look. Several downstairs. Have. You saw them. Down That's there. right. You got several downstairs. That's right. I, I saw a guy driving his car smoking yeah. a pipe, but he was like a hundred years old. Yeah, you've got to get the like screen covers. Yeah, and that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. I don't think he really cared though. Oh, that guy didn't care. I yeah, think yeah. he was like, I'm a hundred. If it happens, <laughs> it happens. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm planning on making past sixty. These are bonus years. Yeah, I'm good, man. Gotcha. Oh boy. All right, Justin, yeah. tell us about yourself. Well, but wait. before you do that, yes. let us pour. Oh, please. Let us pour. Let us pour. What are we drinking? What are we drinking? What do you got there? What do you got there, Justin? Well, I, I stopped by on the ABC store on the way here, and I was looking for something nice and kind of something different. And I saw this ironclad. It was out of Newport News. I was like, ooh, a hometown, hometown brand. Yeah. Bad news. Bad news, new Excellent. It's actually oh. a really nice part of town. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. probably. But you, you say you know the person, so yeah, yeah. They're they're good. They have um. What did I get you for Christmas last year? Though? The uh, it was uh, it was a, a, a cast bourbon. Yeah. I don't know if it was sherry port, some kind of cast. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Well, now I'm gonna have to go go track this down. It's just over visit. the bridge. It's really good. Yeah. Okay. Well. So, yeah. Yeah. Ironclad it is. It's the ABC store. Uh, Here we go. Ironclad. Backside of Southwark. Bourbon, right. Newport News. Info will be in the uh, pod information. In the pod. In the pod. This is the pod, Chris. It'll be in the pod information once I post it. It's called Thank a description. You very much. Yeah, thank you very much. It's a good description. You're can welcome. You, can you describe that? Y'all want me to catch Yeah, me? do it. Let's not pass over the, we learned, don't pass over the console. The console? What? Yes. You didn't mean the mixing board? Oh, God, that'd be horrible. What else do you call it? It's a console. Go back to my original Isn't opening. The, this is a professional setup. And yeah, it needs to be respected. Isn't the console nice. the thing in the center of your car? I'm, I'm, 
That's Isn't there, so there's only one one use of the word console. It's a whole bunch Ever. of technicalities. In my going. world, yes. Yeah, gee, Merry Christmas. But I'm really dumb, so things can't yeah. mix. Like, <laughs> it's a really beautiful dumb. pour, Justin. You like Thank that? you very much. I, I even have like the wrist. Yeah, that was finish. that was well done. Thank you. We were noticing, noticing the supple movement of the wrist. <laughs> you guys definitely learned that at all your sophisticated events. Exactly. Yeah, hey, in a everybody in? Series. Episode 16? 16, here we go. Let's do it. That was, that was good. That was good. All right, now, tell us about yourself. Apparently, like all children, you were born. Okay. Um, so open-ended. <laughs> um, I like long walks on the beach. And uh, <laughs> Does anybody you know. does, it, does anybody not like long walks on the beach? I does like anybody, short ones. Does anybody like... Screw this beach. Kind of <laughs> depends if the hot sand's hot for me. Yeah. You know, it's oh, like, there have been times where, yeah, exactly. You don't need hot sand. Yeah. Yeah. Chris likes long, hot sand. He walks on the beach. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm feeling the pain. I'm feeling the burn. Indian yeah. runs. But exactly. Chris is twisted. He runs a Murph just because he's like, I'm bored. I'm going to put this vest on and do it up. Anyway, yeah. you like long walks on the beach? <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, get a sandwich. most currently, I'm father of two boys. Uh, Congratulations. Two and a half year old and a six month old at home. Wow. Uh, married to Laura. Your son's about as old as my son. My son's seven months. It'll be eight months next week. Yeah, man. it's um, It goes fast, doesn't it? It goes by real fast. The fact that I have almost a three-year-old kind of gives me anxiety. Yeah. I used to tell people <laughs> I just had a baby. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So um, I currently have a financial um, advising practice in downtown Suffolk. So uh, built that from the ground up. Um, grew up here in Suffolk. Uh, went to Nansman River. Played basketball under Coach Chapman. Uh, we talked about the coach earlier, so uh, Coach Chapman. Best basketball coach in town. If he ever hears this, let him know. Gotcha. Um, and then uh, found my way out to UVA Wise, where I got a degree in finance and played basketball. Nice. Excellent. By, by default, actually. What, the basketball piece or the no, finance? No, no, the finance. Really? I, wanted, I wanted to go be a scientist and do earth science stuff. Oh. And the basketball coach called me over. And I had all my labs in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, hey, you know, we have all the basketball practice in the afternoon. How are you going to do both? And he's like, I can't tell you what class to sign up for, but it's going to be hard to play basketball and be a scientist at the same time. Left it open-ended and went and we could go shoot around. So I went back and changed my classes. And uh, finance, all the finance classes were done by 10 o'clock. Wow. <laughs> so that's, awesome. so that's, that's how we got there. It's a possible incoming phone call. Yeah. It's... Yeah. So, yeah, so um, actually, that was uh, my friend that went to school with me. Oh, oh, hey, but I'm on. I'll call him. Answer it. Hey, what's up? <laughs> we like we took uh, like we took Sarah's call that one time. Oh, we did. We took. Oh, yeah, Sarah, right. Sarah did call. So. The um, yeah. So jumped into finance mm-hmm. with both feet. I mean, did you just? Yeah, or was, was hey, this is something I want to do. Just get get out of here with a degree. No, my dad ran a business here in town in oh, okay. Hills business. He's always been into some stocks and. You know, we've, um, you know, we talked a little bit, you know, him and I, we had a little conversation. He said, get into finance and figure it out. Yeah, you'll, you'll be smarter when you come back. So, um, and then, you know, honestly, the, uh, I might've been the only person in those classes that had a personality at the time. Bankers those don't many, tend to have a lot of personality. Many introverts. Um, so, um, the, uh, <laughs> No, many many introverts uh, to to talk about, but um, you know, and then um, played basketball, and I got hooked up with Edward Jones out of school. Okay, and I went out to St. Louis and spent uh, about a year and a half out there getting trained up on how to be a good financial advisor. Wow, excellent! And then um, I came back here, and well, actually, in, in the full story of things, I went down to Charleston 
okay. start a practice down there. Nice little town. Um, yeah, you know, look good on a the map. They uh, once I finished the program, they gave me the opportunity to go anywhere in the country I wanted to. So it's oh. like a like an internship. It was an in inter- yeah, like an internship. Yeah. And yeah. then it's like, all right, where do you? I was the go? only person that went there that wasn't connected to a general partner, which was weird. Like independent. No, well, oh. everybody had the general partner. Edward Jones is a partnership. Oh, okay, gotcha. And it was a lot of, um, you know, friends of this person and that person. And, oh, gotcha, And just gotcha. through the interview process, it was 2008 when I came out of school. Ooh. And they said, uh, we're not going to, you know, if you want to do this, you got to come out here and, you know, get, get better before you. They didn't throw me to the wolves. That's good. That's so nice. I certainly appreciate that. Yeah. And then I uh, said, um, hey, Charleston looks good. I went out of Charleston, yeah. That's, um. You know, anyway, I went down there, got humbled very quickly because uh, not really thinking I would knew a lot more than I did. And uh, that's a town of who you know kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, So, again, came back, talked to my dad about it. And he said, tell the company to move you up here. You know everybody in Suffolk. You'll be great. (laughs) And uh, I called the company and said, um, or the people that were in charge of uh, the, um, you know, my, my bosses at the time. And they said, well, we'll let you move, but we're not going to give you a relocation bonus or anything. And I said, sir, everything I have can fit in the back of a pickup truck. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> this is a non-issue. <laughs> so, you know, a couple changes on the spreadsheet. I started working out of my parents' garage. Huh. And uh, that's what how it started. What year was that? Uh, end of 2009. Holy cow. Yeah. So we're into double digits now. Yeah. Nicely yeah. done. Yeah. So, uh yeah, and then just um, you know start talking to people and give, helping them out, understanding some of the you know stuff they're going through and down markets and missteps and misnomers that they took uh, that happened, and uh, just made a name for myself one person at a time. So you have to have lots and lots of money to start up something with uh, with uh, as far as investing. No, I mean what like a hundred thousand dollars or. That is a very tricky question. Oh, it is a very okay. tricky Sorry. question. All right, gotcha. You know, no. th- we could throw context in there because mm-hmm. your daughter's <laughs> in college. Yeah, that's what right? I'm thinking. Yeah. My, I've got mm-hmm. two that one graduated last year, one just graduated. You know, they want to save. They just don't really know what to do with it than to put money aside. Yeah. yeah. They don't know what to do with it. The, the answer to the question by the books is 500 bucks and a commitment to put money in an account and you can get it going. Oh, really? I went out and met over 550 families and got them going. Like just handshakes and hellos. Huh. And then the problem is that I ran into is that I ended up kind of forgetting what I was telling people. Oh. There's too many people. I couldn't manage it. I couldn't keep track of all the little conversations. And mm-hmm. you know, next thing you know, you're in the office till 10 o'clock. And you know, you're going to work again at 7. And it's just you lose track. So today, we, we focus on a little bigger household. Gotcha. gotcha. So the, the problem with the industry, if there was to be one, is the people that need the most help tend to get overlooked because um, most financial practices are compensated on the amount of money you manage. So, you know, the banks have tried, um, you know, they've gone to more of a call center approach. So um, it's very hard to try to help somebody out that has five grand and make a living on it. That's interesting. So is there a niche? To be filled, someone who could mm-hmm. smartly figure out how to tap into the recent college grads who want to put away, you know, fifty hundred bucks every month. Micro investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not think, smart enough. Well, I don't even yeah. think at that level it's investing so much as just like you said, a commitment. A commitment to, to saving. Yeah, like I, I know when I was 
I, so I had a lawn business when I was 14, and my dad made me put away money in a CD, and CDs you can't touch. So right. it was like, you know, it was like a commitment, like, I can't touch yeah. it. It wasn't, uh, a guy, a buddy of mine calls them uh, certificates of depreciation, because you don't really make a whole <laughs> lot of money off of them. That's a great, I've never, that's good. You that's make like any money off of them. Yeah, you don't make any money off of them, but yeah. you save it, and you can't touch it, which was his thing. He's gonna, mm-hmm. And then when that CD cashed out, I was able to go buy a bigger investment with it. Mm-hmm. But I was I committed to you know I've got to put money away every month into the CD, so like to your point, just a commitment of like I got to do it, you yeah. know, got to put. Yeah, do it if you want. I've actually never told anybody no, and I've started three other Edward Jones practices because of that. Wow, three? Mm-hmm. get out really? Mm-hmm. So that means you have what th- four offices? Um, How's that? Well, what does that mean? I brought somebody in. Oh, I see. Okay, I gave them assets that would get started. They're uh-huh. the ones I couldn't take care of at the moment. Gotcha. Gotcha. Trained them up, and they went out and so their branches off your tree. Yes. So it's like a franchise, partner. Yeah. Partnership. Partnership. Yeah. It's under a partner. Wow. That's very because every every office runs their own balance sheet, Mm -hmm. pays into a a big profit pool, and then bonuses are distributed out of that. Okay. Cool. Wow, that's impressive. Mm -hmm. I I like that. It's a good. uh, It's good to put a face to what you know is out there. That seems very. What's the word? uh, Monolithic. And scary and secretive, in a sense. <laughs> well, I would I would say too, it's also good to be able to sit down and shake somebody's hand. Like to your point about call centers. Yeah. So I'm all about the I'm all about I make money and then I invest in something else. I make like the churn and I invest mm-hmm. in something else. Sure. And the investments of these days have gone to a lot of like call centers. Mm-hmm. A lot of you know I I call. I'm not going to name the bank, but I called this bank and I was like, hey, I realize you guys have this money market account. I'm interested in getting involved. Can I sit down and talk to somebody? You know, and they were like, press uh, one for Spanish. Yeah. They were like, oh, I can transfer you over to this person and to, to this department. I was like, no, no, I want to sit down with somebody. You got a branch right here in town. They're like, no, nah, that person's not qualified to do it. I was like, then how are you marketing it? They're like, oh, you just leave your number and somebody will call you back. It's like, I'm not giving you my money if I can't yeah. see your face. No, I mean, that, that was the biggest thing that I learned uh, through my trial and error of first couple of years in the business. Yeah. Is handshakes mean everything. Yeah. If you can't handshake somebody, tell them you're going to take care of them and do your damnest to do it, then you pretty much are not worth the, you know, yeah, yeah. salt. So, um, yeah, it, it's been a ride. I mean, I think the, tra- I don't know, is travesty the word I want to use here? I'm not sure. But, you know, you think about our generations of parents. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my grandparents, they all had pensions. Yep. They all worked for 30-some years. Yep. They got a pension. Yep. Today, you know, pensions for some reason are like, you know, it felt like, you know, it's not good enough. But whatever, like the, some teachers are underappreciated and all that. But when you think about it, that pension is massive. Um, you know, now you get into the generation of everybody had 401k and pension combo. Mm-hmm. Pensions have gone away. Now it's all 401k stuff. Yeah. I mean, even Dominion Power, I think at this point, I think if you start, you're just basically into a 401k. In 401k. And then the education around the 401k people are trying to educate. But let's just take a wild guess that everybody you work with isn't the smartest people, you know. But that's trying to educate, and they're not. It's not the system setting up to. Um, the system's setting up for a lot more failure than posterity. So, if you've listened, we talk education a lot on this show, mm-hmm. and think about. We've talked about overhauling like high school education, and one of the things you could put in there is a practical 
you financial know, financial piece, piece sure. mm-hmm. of budgeting and how basically how investments work mm-hmm. to prepare those kids because again if we go with our the model we've talked about where not everyone's going to go to college some people are going to go out and start working in the trades right away and they're going to need that information right mm-hmm. away just like Justin said. So when they get into the company and the 401k guy comes around, and at least have a basic understanding as to what of is. what's coming coming at you. Like, oh, okay, I understand. I understand that basically. So I'll, I'll say now, being in the business for 50, around 15 years, maybe a little shorter than that, people understand what a financial advisor is today. I can go, to, I can be in a party and say I'm a financial advisor and there is a level of understanding, mm-hmm. a level of confidence. Or they're just lying to you. Yeah. Very, very, very much so. You oh, know, financial cheap, advisor. Cheap. Yeah, yeah, that hard, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know, they know that they don't full of, you know, stuff. <laughs> I'm um, a and then, and then, but I would say 15 years ago, I would no go idea. around and tell people and people would roll their eyes and not really put two and two together. Yeah, yeah. So society is learning that we're a profession that needs that level of respect to be able to get forward, hmm. to be forward. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah, really. Um, you said the, the industry is setting itself itself up for failure. Is that, what do you mean? Well, As in what people are just gambling or, mm, or don't yeah. even know what they're doing or what are you thinking? So I'm going to go back to my training mm-hmm. and the whole Edward Jones model is handshakes and hellos. And I think a lot of people do that in the business in different places. But you get this sense of, um, you know, somebody that's newer, you know, somebody out of college, uh, somebody that's, you know, maybe had a first-time job or second-time job. You know, those are the times where you have to make some pretty solid decisions to move forward. And a lot of those decisions are very intimate. You know, it might not be a big deal to us to talk about our first apartment or, you know, house or something along those lines. But when you that's all, that, when that's your all-in move, and you're scared and you don't know which way to go and you don't have somebody necessarily to trust. That's a big deal. It's a huge deal. Yeah. And, and yeah, I know it's all about stocks and picking the hot thing and not hot thing. But if you don't have trust with that person for them to divulge the actual problem, then you're really not going to get anywhere. And you can't do that through a call center or a 1-800 number. True. Um, you got to be able, you got to sit down, have a drink with them, have a cup of coffee, you know, figure out, you know, why, why they're, what the, where the anxiety is coming from and try to solve that problem. So we come back to what we mentioned earlier. There is the issue that a lot of places don't want to have the that individual because it doesn't pay, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't pay. Yeah. And then the other side of that is people go, well, I don't have enough money to do that, so I don't know what to do. So there's... Mm-hmm. There are yeah. two sides that need to somehow, in my head, come together where... Well, then you have all the stuff you can do on your phone. I mean, all these do-it-yourself shops. Robin Hood. All yeah. of them. You know so what? That's, that's lost it. Like, all those guys that were Robin Hood trainers, yeah, yeah, yeah. trainers, they all lost it. Yeah. And and they lost it this year, not last year, so they still have to pay taxes on it. Damn. <laughs> like, I've actually seen that exact situation play out. Yeah. Good probably. job, guys. I actually had a phone call probably two days ago. The guy had close to a million dollars and has lost seventy percent of it. Nice. So how do you feel about that? That one. That one made me like. Ooh. Lost it how? Just bad. Bad investments. Speculative investments. Did well. Felt really proud of himself. You know. Um, lost his shirt. We talked about two years ago. Called me back. He's like, man, I really didn't do this really well. Uh, can we do anything about it? It's like, I don't know. Um, you can go buy a lotto ticket. It's yeah. probably about as close as you're going to get. I mean, He's learned some stuff, though. There's, there's, there's definitely a lesson in there for that particular yeah. person. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hands down. But, you know, um, having 
a relationship with him, we were able to try to get it going. But I mean, I can't imagine the countless of people that don't know where to turn. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And we're getting their relationship from the water cooler guy at work. Yeah. Right. Or There's a lot advice, of that. A yeah. lot of that. Or the uncle who is perceived to be very smart in the family that just got lucky, you yeah. know, in something that he did or didn't do. So, so what's your, so Chris indicated we got a couple of youngins coming out of college mm-hmm. or trying to establish themselves. Got two year old. Beyond, well, you know, I think his kid will be okay. I don't know. I think he, he might know what he's doing. Um, but for the knuckle dragon character that I am, how do you advise your kid? How do you, how do you get started in, in such a way that you might end up in a pretty decent place? Is there a, I know there's no one size fits all, but you talked mm-hmm. about saving and kind of developing that habit. Right. Pay yourself first. Pay yourself. There's all the stip, all the stereotypical sayings that you hear. Yeah. They all have an element of truth. I mean, every one of them, you know, you can go through the list. Pay yourself um, first is kind of important. Paying yourself first, not overextending yourself, not wanting to keep up with the Joneses, that stuff. Um, I mean, my favorite thing is to try to do, you know, a retirement account, do a Roth IRA. I always try to set something up with the Roth if they're young, set up with a regular account, and then set them up with the bank account that they can easily put money in there when they have it extra. So I try to get rid of all the hurdles that would keep you from doing it. If you could just call Justin or Jennifer or whoever. Oh. My mother. Hey, Mom. <laughs> hey, Justin's mom. Yeah. If you can get rid of all the hurdles, that's going to help. You know? Sure. I made, I made an extra $1,000 bartending. Now what? You know, what do I do with that? How yeah. do I how do I how do I get that to work before I burn it buying something I don't need? I don't ever remember having extra. Well, well, sometimes you have to force extra. We have this with the yeah. young kids that work for us. They get yeah. tips. Yeah, and they always go, "Well, I'm just gonna." Who is that? Wow! Hey, nice. That's hey. one us. Hey. Hey. us. Congratulations! Welcome to the club. You're part of the family. You're part of the family now. <laughs> So, but they get tips, so I always tell them, like, go get a jar and, like, throw all your tips in there and then take it to Coinstar or yeah. wherever, deposit it, and then take that money that you're already not planning on and save it or, like, but do something it's, with it's it. in a jar. It's not in your pocket when right, you burn right, a right. hole, you know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, but what they do is they put it in their pocket and they're like, oh, I've got an extra three bucks. I'll get a candy bar at 7-Eleven. It's like, okay, I get it. But at the same time, like, dude, that three, that three bucks plus three bucks you got tomorrow plus three bucks the day after yeah, that, yeah, you're up. slowly going to get there. Mm-hmm. So you talk about, like, uh, corny sayings. I, there were two, well, two instances. One, my grandfather always said that two can live on the, the salary of one if they're cheap enough. Um, that was a quick yeah. lesson to learn when we first got married. And secondly, when I got my first increase in rank in the Navy, um, one of my senior chief petty officers came over and said, hey, uh, you made the list. I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, so now here's what you do. Don't live any fancier. Take the difference in that pay and go sock that away. And that was the first kind of building mm-hmm. block that That's we ever, fantastic. We did. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I never learned best that. Best piece of advice. Uh, <laughs> I'll also go the opposite spectrum as well. I see it where older folks, I don't want to put numbers on that, but... Sure. People that have a little bit of dough have stuck it away and they completely have too much money in savings. Like way too much. 
Like the numbers. So it should be working for them, not yeah, saving. Like, saving. Yeah, like oh. if I if I could change my license plate on my truck, I would have like no cash. Oh. Like just like you know how people name stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. Name, no cash. You can't do that. You can have no cash. In- do that if you wanted to. I can, but I don't want to pay the extra twenty. So what's, what's the kind of yeah. be funny? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. Yeah, I need to pay for that. I don't want to do that. I'm just saying, like, this free advice. Like, I'm not me. saying no cap. You got to keep your money and your savings, sure. and you know, some right. But, funds, if, but, but if you got a hundred grand sitting in there where it could be working for you, oh yeah. I yeah. mean, you don't got to get working hard. If you just get it, you know, a couple percent, that's gonna make a big difference. Sure. Hmm. Sure. I always laugh at people when they ask them what the my big question to people when they're like. What do you want? To, I don't know what I want to do. I'm like, if you won the lottery a day, what would you do? That's what you should work for. Yeah. And the easiest one is people go, well, I have to, I'd have to invest it. It's like, if you put a million dollars in the bank and just earned interest off of it, you'd be fine. And they were like, huh, like in a money market, you know, yeah. something that was I was like, just going to say, not, not like, like, not in the savings account. No, because in the same breath, it's like, I, I have a, I have a threshold that like my wife, it drives my wife nuts. Well, once we reach a certain level in the checking or savings account, that I take that money and then I'm like, well, we had too much money in the account. She goes, you're the only person I know that has too much money in their account. It's uh-huh. like, it's like, no, nah, but I, you know, you got investments. No like, cash. No cash. Got it. No cash. Got it. So on the topic of Bitcoin. <laughs> sure. I didn't think it was a topic, but go ahead. I have no earthly idea what that stuff is. Cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. What is it? So Navy Federal just started advertising to invest in it. It's weird. So did they? I thought. When's the last time you saw that advertisement? Recently, like two days ago. Really? Yeah. So I hate to do this to our friends, but if you go down the street here and cross Washington, that little skeevy kind of yeah, 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 they got a Bitcoin machine in there. What is a Okay. And I have no idea. First of all, demographics don't make sense to me, so I'm not quite sure what's going on. I hear you. I hear it's you. It's not a 7-Eleven. It's not even want to be a 7-Eleven. It's also, kind of like a... Bitcoin is not an actual coin. I don't think it's... I think that's a made-up thing. Yeah. It's not a coin? It's all done on your phone. And yeah, it's all done on your you phone. You don't get a machine for that. All right, well... Somebody's trying to get them. Okay, maybe it's a scam thing. We should it's go down there and Let's go down let's there, go there and, and talk to him. All right, after you pick this, up this side of the board. Over. I'll pick yeah, up yeah, the yeah. money. Yeah. See the guy in there sitting there waiting for your money Take to come in. So you can Take it on the um, road. Okay. We all need like a traveling van set up like this. <laughs> oh. And then, then we cruise around and be like, excuse me, we're having a podcast right now. We're going to go big. We'll go motorhome. Oh, there you go. We can sell meth in the back. Podcast in the middle. Financial advice up front. Oh, mm. I like that. That's true. It's a pretty good model. All right, so, so Bitcoin. Uh, I don't understand what cryptocurrency is. Can someone explain this to me? I can't. Okay. 60, <laughs> all right, so disclosure. Yeah. Full disclosure. Full disclosure. I thought 60 Minutes had a very good explanation. 60 Minutes. 60 Minutes had a really good one. It was probably a couple weeks ago. Okay. And they went through it and brought it to a level that I was like, okay, it's starting to make more sense. So the only thing I know about Bitcoin is mm-hmm. that I bought it like I, I treated it just like I treat a stock that's like a new stock when I bought it. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, this is going to go to here's my in, here's my out. That's it. Uh, but there's people that like we were talking, there's a guy that mortgaged his house. His house was yeah. completely paid off. He <laughs> bought, he went and bought, uh, mortgaged his house like $500,000 or whatever and bought $500,000 of Bitcoin at $50,000 a share. And this morning it was at $28,000 a share, or, a coin. Right, 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 right. So, that guy's so my father-in-law's. Let's see if you can follow this. My father-in-law's son-in-law. Okay. Right. Gotcha. Got into Bitcoin like I don't know, early, twenty years ago. When it was like when it was like yeah, it was like it was like I don't know, 
unobtainium. And it was in, somehow involved with Vegas and gambling and some other stuff in there. And it was really skeevy. Anyway. So you yeah. used to only be able to bet offshore. Because so, you can't bet. Now sports betting is legal in more than just Nevada. But if you wanted to bet offshore, you had to use it in big. You'd have to transfer over in cryptocurrency. So you'd buy cryptocurrency. And then you would send, like, Bovada was an offshore book. Hmm. You'd send Bovada. No, I think I remember that. You would send Bovada cryptocurrency, and they would convert it into cash. And then you could bet in cash on your on your Bovada account. So what I'm getting from this brief conversation is that um, cryptocurrency is probably not a good retirement plan. Is that what we're saying here? So I just pulled it on the app. That's all the different types of cryptocurrency that are available now. Damn, is that one $29,000? That's Bitcoin, right? Yeah. yeah, probably. I didn't look, but yeah, That's it's gotten lot. so complicated. Yeah, yeah. Well, anybody can do a coin, but people have. I'm sorry. Finish your Bitcoin story real quick. I'm done. So he, he got. Yeah, I was gonna have. I was gonna talk about early. Elon Musk and well, no, Deutsche Coin or wait, whatever. He got in early. Your your father. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, he got into it really early, really and early. Um, I think they're. I mean, I don't know. I haven't talked to them. They're pretty well off. That's Bitcoin today. Bitcoin's ride right now twenty nine thousand six hundred and ten dollars. A coin. A coin. And where did that start off? That's like down at zero there. What is that? Yeah, it was... That started at zero. Well, everything starts at zero, I suppose. No. I think it's the same on... No, no, no. I guess IPOs. 250 bucks or so. 250 this year. So he bought a lot when it was like 200 bucks. I think so. I think so. So I mean, I don't talk to him. I don't talk to him. But, I mean, because that's a bit of a distance. I'm a son-in-law. But I think they're okay. Yeah, he's probably on his own private island. No, sold it high. It's interesting the two stories that you guys share. One being negative, one being positive. And it's funny how when you talk to people in general, how the negative story will travel way faster. Or the extreme positive. They travel at the same speed. The middle stuff is often forgotten about. Correct. It's mm. Not sexy, not exciting. Yeah. 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 No clickbait. It's like it's like breathing. Mm-hmm. Really? I like, like it, though. Yeah, I do, too. I like breathing, but that's what it is. No one talks about it. Kind of boring. Yeah, no one talks about it. But, but when you get a cold, if though... You a, you, right. If you have a heart attack yeah. or you run a marathon, right? Awfully important. Uh, very, people talk about that. Yeah. Two things I tend not to do is run marathons or have, <laughs> or have a heart attack. <laughs> Every other Thursday. Yeah, so I get it. It makes sense. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so uh, so essentially, essentially that the, if I understand the idea behind Bitcoin, it's a move to decentralized currency control. Correct. To Fiat move, currency. To but, move it away from government standards and just make it essentially free market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know what's obnoxious about that? And again, I don't know a whole lot about it, but like, okay, so you, at, like stocks are linked to actual things, right? Correct. Like you buy yeah. into, you, yeah. hey, Apple's about to release a new product. People go, oh, well, Apple's going to make some money. Let me buy some Apple stock. Apple releases their thing. They make money, yada, yada. Bitcoin or Cryptocurrency is just like, hey, Elon Musk just tweeted out, I should buy this coin, I'm going to buy it. Like, what? <laughs> what? 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 You're going to make an entire financial decision based off of Elon Musk tweeted it? Yeah. Okay. Elon Musk, come to the show. Please come to our show. Hey, Justin. How you doing? Good to see you. Before, <laughs> before I recognize the right honorable Justin, I yield my time. So, I yield my time. No, I didn't want to be rude. I was, But that was so important to what you said. So, um, and the very cool thing about the company I work for is I've been able to grow up in that company mm. from a 21 year old something to 37. 
went from not knowing that much to knowing more than I know, you know, knowing more day. And we've been always given training along the way, right? So we get training three, four times a year, that kind of thing. And it was probably about six years ago they had a speaker come in. I'm going to remember his name in a second. He, um, he did the Super Bowl. Where he, he was a motivating speaker for um, uh, Super Bowl um, Pittsburgh uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, um, and then he's really involved down in um, Alabama and whatnot. It, I can't believe I can't remember his name right this minute. Not Saban. Cup and no, it's not the coach. Cups uh, no. cup of inspiration is this thing. I can't remember right now. Anyway, right, I'll come back to it. Anyway, he was making a point in one of his chats with us of who superheroes are for generations. So, and this is probably something that y'all have talked about in the past. So you get the guys that were in World War II. Their superheroes were presidents, Werger Wilson, you know, generals, um, you know, yep. state, state, statesmen. Mm-hmm. Then you get into the 90s, and our superheroes, the people that we grew up idolizing, were... Yeah, Backstreet Boys, uh, Britney Spears, all the things that pop culture gave us, mm-hmm. right? Now you have the superheroes of this generation, which would be uh, y'all's kids, the college, yeah, college generation, are the disruptors. You know, the Elon Musk of the world, and so on and so forth. Yeah. So it's natural that each generation would over th- would think that their superheroes know more, or their idol. I don't use superheroes lightly, but uh, they're. Yeah. You know, role Their models, guys. right? Yeah. Like, right. That they would be doing the right thing. So by generations, when you talk to older people and kind of figuring out by ten year gaps, you can start feeling where they get their advice from and where they get their inspiration from. To the same point where you talk to somebody in their forties and fifties, they still really appreciate you know the more traditional press. You know, they think the Wall Street Journal is very important. They think that um, your journal good. I do. I read the journal. Yeah. Um, you know, they, go, they, they, they appreciate the 60 minutes that I mentioned a minute ago. Mm. They appreciate the more, you know, this is the time we do this and very structured. Where you talk to somebody that's a little younger, man, if it's not on their cell phone, they're not interested. Interesting. So, that's why I have the edge over so many people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so do you have the edge, though? Yeah. I mean, does that... Does that I'm sorry. Why do you say that? So, I mean, this is just, this is a very broad statement. Okay. But not without getting into any particulars, again, broad statement, but you compete with people and there's a lot of younger guys doing things in my world. Like, they like, oh, I'm going to, I just do stocks. So I do sure. a lot of day, like I do a lot of day trading and stuff. Right. And I have, I have some fr- acquaintances. They're not really friends at this point, but they, you know, whatever's hot on Twitter, whatever's hot on whatever, they go, that's what I'm buying today. And I'm like, I'm reading through the paper. I'm like, well, they're going to announce this next week, so I'm in, I'm in now. And then next week, by the time you've heard about it, yeah, I'm like, out. No, well, yeah, I'm either out or I got the price I wanted, and you're getting the price that they're dictating to gotcha. you. To where it's like, you've centered your whole world around just your phone. And don't get me wrong, I use my phone to kind of gauge it. But there's mm-hmm. other sources out there. There's do oh, I know a I know a financial advisor who's talking about like you know, whatever, or I know a real estate guy who's telling me yeah. that this big building is coming down here, so while you're talking about this place is a shithole, to me, I'm like, dude, there's something coming here, so that's where I'm going to go buy real estate, to where when you think about it, I'm already ahead of the curve because I've invested when nobody else wanted to. 
Speaking of which, did you hear that uh, Birdsong's investing in Suffolk? Reinvesting in Suffolk. With what? Apparently they're expanding their facilities. Oh, nice. Did you hear that, Justin? Might be interesting to see what it means for us. Yeah. Totally different topic, I know, but yeah. um, still, Economic it's always impact good to kind of see nice. yeah, yeah. Yeah, growth out there. Um, any young people? I mean, so, Justin, you find, are, are most folks that come to, like, a financial... Um, Sheminar? You're looking for the guy, huh? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. All right, relax. We're, we're, we're good. good. We're we'll There's no question. Yeah. So, uh, people who are investing um, age group-wise, what... Mm-hmm. 30s and above, I mean, are there young people coming out saying, hey, I think I should. Dad says I shouldn't, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Really? Okay. All right, maybe I need to think about that. You're a young guy, you need to invest? No, I, I know one, though. I know a young gal that probably needs to. But, uh, you look mm-hmm. pensive. You're not quite sure. He's trying not it, to make a broad statement. He's trying not to make a broad yeah, statement. Yeah, 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 I mean, like, I think... You have your A-type college graduates that want to do X, Y, Z. They get out, they want to do this, they want to be up to date, they want to do the right thing, and they've always done it that way. Those people are, are pretty pretty on top of it and very easy to work with and are ready to go. Lockdown. Lockdown. They know they need a financial advisor. They had a plan. They got their first job. They know what they're doing. They talk to their dad, so on and so forth, their mom, whoever. Yeah. Um, those are always great. Those, those will call you up and schedule. They'll, they'll look you up online. Schedule a meeting for you when they look at your calendar, and you're like, "Okay, this is gonna be." Good. <laughs> Thank you. Then, yeah, um, I'm not doing that. The uh, then there's the other spectrum: the, the the person that didn't go to college, that started their own business. Um, those are some of my best clients, and I truly, truly love them. Um, you know, they got they they they've made some money. They've gotten into landscaping. They've gotten into plumbing. They've gotten into the traits, if you will. And um, those are fan. Those clients, those are my favorite clients. The water cash guys. They've always got a water cash. Water cash, but they also got a hell of a network. Oh yeah, that's true. Because they're in the mix. They are. They're solving problems in their business. And uh, when I was able to take my business to like the next level, I was solving their problems for them too. So it's always just a. It's more of an exchange of solving problems. Sure. You know. Business network. Yeah. Kind of how that's yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, so there's a great line. I can't remember which movie it's from, but the guy's like, "I need a favor," and they they go, "Oh, it's from aha, it's from Suits." The guy goes, "I need a favor from this guy," and goes, "Solve a problem for him." I right. need a favor. Yeah. yeah. So, Solve the problem. In that discussion, we come back again though to that large swath of individuals who come out of school, right? Mm-hmm. who need to do this in some form or fashion, but either don't have, think they don't have enough money to go to a financial advisor, don't know how to go to a financial advisor. And, and I, we have this discussion in the back of my head going, there's a whole group of people just itching to be, be dealt with, <laughs> in a sense, to have their problems solved for them. They just don't know how. You know, they're, mm-hmm. not, they're not the high-speed college graduate guy that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. They didn't go into the trades. They went to school. Then you start doing this. They just don't know how to do it. And most financial advisors won't talk to them because they don't bring enough to the table at this time. In my head, in my head, and maybe this is part of the problem you discussed earlier, Justin, is that, okay, you could have one guy who brings you $1,000, right? Or you can have 
100 people who bring you $10. Mm -hmm. But then does yeah. it get difficult to deal Manage with $100? Yeah. Or 100 yeah. people, sorry. I don't know. It seems like there's still someone could solve that problem and do pretty mm -hmm. well for themselves. Maybe if the market was better. Ooh, what, 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 what is what about the market? market? The market? What, which market, though? I don't know. That's so, that's so, everything's there. down. We got the bond market. It's we horrible. The, Everything's horrible. Yeah. It's all red. I don't know what's wrong. What is wrong? I'm not with making the money. I feel horrible. <laughs> Do you think it's because it was, it's been, in, it's been inflated for too long? It never came back down? Like through COVID, it just kept going up, going up, going up. There weren't a lot of red days in COVID. I mean, there were in, kind of in the beginning, but once we went into the, there were a lot of green days on the sheet. It was know? day trading. Not even deal with day trading. I mean, I'm just messing with you. People, I mean, it, it didn't go through. It, it didn't just go through its normal cycle. It just kept trucking. Yeah. Is this a correction? Is this a recession? Is this? Well, if I had the answer, boys. I don't know. in that bottle. But an opinion is just as good. And an informed opinion. I'll tell you, is tell what, my, my informed opinion. Uh, I'll go with that. Is people were wanting something to go bad for a long time. And people are like, it's not, it's been too good for too long. Gotcha. Hmm. The, you can, you can look at, you can look at everything that's gone on lately that's gotten everybody rattled. Right? I mean, interest rates have gone up. If you look at that by itself in its own little bubble, they had to go up. They were down. They were, there was no other way for them to go. Weren't they at zero? Or they were almost at zero. zero. Yeah. Here, you yeah. know, you can't keep buying houses at 2%. You know. Yeah, but also um, interest rates being that low, it depletes all the other markets because people just keep buying stuff they don't need. You know, we were talking about it on one podcast where, oh, I can go get an auto loan for zero percent. So let's go just go get a bunch of cars. It's like you don't need a bunch of cars. So you're bringing the bringing it from a conversation of a level of responsibility. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah, don't do that. Okay. Uh, but I mean, with every everything that no, I mean it's it, people are emotional. Markets are emotional. Yeah. People have been waiting for something bad to happen, a perception of bad to happen. Maybe your person didn't win the election. Maybe interest rates went up finally, so it seems more expensive. But to your point earlier, you, you know, it was so cheap for so long. So long. Yeah. Um, inflation hasn't gone up in years. So it finally went up a little bit. So you've had all this stuff, and you have supply and demand issues with China not shipping stuff over here, and then all this, you know, extra chips, um, and cars. chips and car. I mean, they have. Yeah, we've been trying to buy a family car for. We ordered one back in October. We're still waiting on it. Same. Yeah. Still Same. Waiting. So, you know, the. Um, I think you put all that together. That gave people enough reason to be spooked. Yeah. If you took all those out and spread it on one issue at a time over a two-year period, people could digest that a little easier. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. But all slammed together, people were all like, slammed I'm together. Out. People got all we got very scared. That's it. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. And you got to remember, like, so you know, you guys, some of you guys are in management. Some of you, um, yeah, we aren't looking at anybody, but running a business, like business people, have to make decisions to keep their business going. Yep. So the S&P 500 or any other stock company have a board of directors that are going to make decisions to keep their businesses going. Or they're going to get fired. Netflix is going through that right now. Mm -hmm. Netflix is feeling the pain of... People leaving. Not, no, 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 no. They're, they're no. cutting people because... Right. Yeah. No, I mean, subscribers leaving. Yeah, oh, yeah, subscribers uh, leaving, but yeah. more just like 
they look back at their previous business model and they're like, mm, this probably wasn't a sustainable goal. You, you, you can't take <laughs> yeah. a year off and still have a job. My favorite, my favorite guy is Senator Kennedy from Louisiana. He's, he calls them the Wokers. The Wokers? The Wokers messed up Netflix. They did. He puts, he's on Fox News a lot. Yeah, I've seen him. He's a funny guy. Yeah, he gets kind of mumbly going. You <laughs> yeah. never know what he's really going to say. Tucker. Tucker. That guy Tucker. Yeah. Um, oh, man, that's funny. Netflix. Mm, I had a thought. It'll come back to you. Talk amongst yourselves. No, I mean. Okay, turn your mic off. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I mean, it's. It's a good opportunity to buy some quality companies right now. What? So, quality being blue chip or yeah, what, blue chip. Think, yeah, things you use all day long. Yeah, you don't have to be complicated. Toothpaste to be good right now. Toothpaste. No, Pride. seriously. If you, you use it, if you use it, go yeah. find out what company, and then you know. Yeah. But then the problem is how are you going to do that? Robinhood, Edward Jones, the bank. To to your point earlier, how does somebody really get going? Right. And make it sustainable. That's the one. Bing, bang. You can put the best plan in place. Right. But if you don't have a plan for the people you care about, the people you take care of, to keep them engaged and keep them honest and keep yourself honest, you're setting yourself up for failure. Mm-hmm. Hence why I brought in the other partners. Yeah, because you guys take care of them. I couldn't take care of them. Got it. And it was humbling, too. Like, I didn't want to tell people that I couldn't take care of them. Right. But, but that, that, that I need to have a moment of honesty with them as well. Well, that's part of the trust building and relationship building. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think it, it is, again, I'm going to harp on this through the show because I hadn't thought about it until now, but those that swath of people who need that, who may go, yeah, well, you know, I'll, I'll buy a couple of stocks and the then what question. What are you going to do two years from now? How do you evaluate whether or not to, you know, sell and move on or hold? I mean, that's why you would need somebody. And, again, there's a niche to be filled there, somebody who, mm-hmm. who put together a business model that can well, inter- you know, that's what E-Trade was. Yeah. So E-Trade was my understanding, by the way, quote, I don't know all the details of somebody's sure. listening to sure. this. But generally speaking, they were um, former employees of Edward Jones at one point. And they went over and they saw that uh, we weren't covering the day traders and they started it. And then... They basically, I believe they sold out to Charles Schwab at the end of the day mm-hmm. because they couldn't, because of the liabilities, the problems they were having, the, it wasn't very profitable anymore. You had all these people with a bunch of nickel and dime accounts that, you know, you need the same attention for a million dollar account as you do a thousand dollar account. Yeah. And even to that point though, some, all, I mean, from a back office perspective. Yeah, but I mean, you gotta have compliance. You gotta have right, right, right. All well, those things. Even those lower accounts, though. So, like, you kind of get in day trading when you're in the upper echelon. You there's a little bit of wiggle room. You're like, oh, I didn't go be. So, like, to trade on each, you have to have twenty five thousand dollars, right? But if you go below that, it sends up a red flag. But you can do it before their like algorithm catches you. You can do it so many times. But mm-hmm. you know, the SEC comes for you if you do it so many times. Versus mm-hmm. if you're in a you know, you have a million dollars and you dip down to 900 and back up to a million, you know. So, that's not a big deal, right? Yeah. yeah. So, they, again, the sometimes the lower volume accounts are the ones that you got to be like, hey, you realize there are rules to this game. You can't just willy-nilly do whatever you so, want. There are. So let's remove, though, the day trader and go back to the just individual who wants to put $50 away. Mm-hmm. You know, I still, in the back of my head, it seems like someone's got to be able to put together a way a to... Thing. To, to so, address them and, and help them. I, 
I don't have an answer, but right, I've, right. I've always told people like I'm willing to work with your serious money that you can't you can't afford to lose. Right. And for right. that, it's a different no- number for everybody. And I've never told anybody no. Which is admirable. So that really that's it's just become a you know. Right. 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 Where we, what you have to do. Yeah, and, and you know, again, and we mentioned earlier, there isn't a lot of education revolve around basic finances, and I'm talking basic. Finances. Well, you know, I, I believe it's uh, Bartholomew is his last name, was the teacher of the year for Suffolk. And he was, they, he teaches finances at the high school. And everybody loves, I, I think it's Fred. It's like, like budgeting type finances? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, so he's so Suff- doing that. That's yeah, great. Suffolk Public Schools has that. And nice. it was the, um, I think his last name was Bartholomew. Hmm. Um, I, I caught an article in the uh, Suffolk News Herald, and I remember him coming around, so... Back in my old neighborhood, uh, the young kids knew that I did something with money, and they had a project that they had to do for him, and they all decided to come knock on my door, <laughs> and I sat in my living room, and we all picked hot stocks and did some stuff together, and he put they put a whole spreadsheet together and took it back. I don't know what actually happened to that. Interesting. But it was a fun. It was a fun afternoon. Nice. And my wife walks in the head. She just shook her head and walked upstairs. She's like, <laughs> she's like I don't know what you're doing, Sorensen. Yeah. So it would be nice. Yeah. It would be nice if that were mm-hmm. common mm-hmm. so that you could at least. I, I think they're trying. That's good. I think they That's are good. trying. Because but, but again, it, it still gets back to the personal situation. Right. Right. You know, you know, what is your, what is your bringing up? What is your mom and dad? What was your mom and dad's experience? What were their grandparents' experience? Yeah. You know? Who do you trust? I mean, then, then you get into like cultural issues. Oh yeah, right. Some cultures only trust certain cultures. Yep. Yeah, that's you true. Know? Yeah, that's um, true. That was one of the things when they were talking about because I was kind of, uh, I was kind of against it when they were talking. But they were like, "We need to have black. We need to have a black bank." And I was like, "We don't really. You just need a normal bank." And somebody explained it. They were like, "Yeah, but people in those neighborhoods don't necessarily trust white bankers. So they, but they'll trust a black bank." I'm like, "Oh, I didn't think of it like that. Like, so those people." Mm-hmm. For lack of better phrasing, kind of shoot themselves in the foot because of a lack of trust, not from a lack of wanting, but just the lack of like, nah, you don't have, you know, I trust somebody who's got the same skin tone a little bit more than I trust somebody. It's what you're comfortable with, it's what you grew up trusting. Goes back to who's your superhero. Yeah. You know, who do you trust? But then, you know, it's interesting because you you spawned a thought in my tiny little noggin. Mm. Um, There's, there, not, there are cultural differences. But then there are generational cultural differences. So mm-hmm. I can go back to my grandparents who didn't talk money at all. Oh, no. Didn't talk money at all. Never. My, my grandparents were, they did do very well. My grandfather did very well for himself. Um, and my mother, eh, still very tight-lipped, uh, which kind of left me out in the cold. So, hmm. and I'm, you know, I was late to the game in the, hey, teach me how to do that category. Right. I, right. I was the fake it till you make it guy. And, you know, that works sometimes, but not all the time. Really? Because I'm still... You were that person that you <laughs> went to the bank and they charged you every month to allow them to have your money in the bank. And yeah, you were like, that's really fine. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. What's that, Ironclad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We're bowling through that bottle, which is nice. Um, yeah, so I, I think, you know, we, we can look at the parents and say, hey, you know, what did they teach you? But there's a generational cultural issue going on there where you know they didn't talk about money mm-hmm. you, you didn't talk about where you're putting and how you how you're planning and well, like, i think about my grandfather he was um pearl harbor mm-hmm. he was there mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And we didn't really learn much about that until... God bless his soul. Until after he passed away, really. Yeah, that's how they closed-lipped you know? about everything, weren't they? Yeah. My, my, uh, my brother just recently was wondering about things and found an article up in Minneapolis. You know, he's digging around. My brother's very historic, uh, historically driven. And found a whole article about his homecoming that, that, that was written up in the newspaper. And we, I had no idea until you know, maybe three or four months ago about that. Man. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, we're, we're dealing with generational issues when it mm-hmm. comes to money and, and how to manage it. And I mean, the Internet's a great thing, but it's also a great big thing with a lot of well, you, good and bad information out there. Well, you mm-hmm. also lose things as we, we move into the digital age. I was talking to one of the young kids that works for me. It's like, you know how to balance a checkbook? And they, nope. go, yeah. they go, Andrew, nope. I have a banking app. I said, okay, do you know how to balance a checkbook? Nope. And they're like, what, what is the difference? I go, they're like, I log on to my banking app, insert bank here. And it tells and me, it tells how, me how much money, money I have. have. I'm like, yeah, but didn't you write a rent check? But yeah, it'll come out of my thing. I'm like, but so you don't what have happens that. until <laughs> Which, So you wrote a rent check. So you don't have, you know, X rent. It's, it's gone. They're like, is that how that works? Oh. Yeah, that's how that works. You don't know how to balance a checkbook. How, how are you supposed to function in life? Well, if I run, when I run out of money, I run out of money. Ooh. It's a good place to be in. Wow. It's a perfect place to be in. Wow. Good night. You will always have a job here, sir. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so how much money do you need to retire? Wow. It depends on your... I mean, it depends on wow. what you need a month to survive. Wow. Doesn't it? Does it? Yes. Okay, so I need X number of dollars a month to, to survive now. So we, is that where you're starting, or yeah? Like, I mean, I'm gonna let the, I'm gonna get the stupid opinion, and we'll give the professional opinion. <laughs> okay, I think it. you had a great answer. I was really right, impressed, right, actually. Right. So let's right. go with it. I had this conversation with with uh, Chris earlier. If somebody wants to retire and they want, like, if they have no debt and they can live off thirty five hundred dollars a month, that's great. But if they want to retire and they have five thousand dollars a month in debt, well, they need five thousand plus the thirty five hundred to live. So you need. Whatever that is, so it's dependent upon the eighty-five. I can't count. Just so you know, but so you need eighty-five. But so it depends on how much money you need a month to survive. So you gotta know. You gotta know what your bottom line dollar is just to live. Yeah. You gotta know what your debt looks like. How many? What the bills look like? I think. And then you build an investment plan that says, okay, when I get to this number and I can provide this number a month, then I can retire. But it's different for everybody. For everybody. Sorry. Go. All right. Professional opinion time. Go. No, I'm, I'm, no pressure. I'm, I'm with you, brother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I think you attack the problem backwards. Yeah. So you, I, mean, I think every person can do this. Talk to me, Goose. So attack the problem backwards. How much money are you making now versus how much money are you saving, paying in taxes, and spending? And to your original point, most people don't know that number. Correct. So the general rule is 70% of whatever you just paid in taxes. So I get their tax form, and I, that's where I start. All right, seventy percent of what you paid in taxes. Yeah, whatever your gross was. I'm never gonna retire. <laughs> that's wow. basically what you need. Now you gotta figure that you're gonna get there a couple different ways. Social Security is gonna be a big part of that. I know everybody talks about Social Security, you know, not being here and Correct. all that. But let's just close our eyes and think of a world that Social Security isn't here, and that's chaos. Yeah. I mean, you'd be shocked at the people that you stereotypically think are on Social Security. Yeah. And then people that are on Social Security, you wouldn't even know. Can I open my eyes again? Yeah, you can. Okay, thank you. Yeah. No, Chris, you have to do the rest of the pod. Oh, man. 
I'm writing here. I'm missing stuff. Uh, no, I mean, so it's just, you just attack. I think you attack it from the backwards and then work it. You're you're on it. That was actually a very good way of looking at it. And then get your investments to the point where the income coming off of that will cover. Yeah, that's the way income and, need, uh, so. income and appreciation. Two separate things, but both very important. Where's the okay? Talk to me about appreciation, goose. Know, income. Buy, buy a stock at ten bucks, it goes to hundred. I got you. Income is you catch dividends and interest. Hmm. In a world that interest didn't exist, because you know, interest rates were so low, hmm. banks weren't paying. Nobody was. Everybody had to go get it from other places. It's part of the reason the stock market went nuts. He's All right. On top of it. He well, he reads the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, he's a yeah. He's on and top. A, yeah. So financial I agree. I'm, I'm very yeah. Exactly why. So Chris, what's up? Well, no, I mean this is this is again fascinating stuff. So let's bring it back to my I'm voice of the the unwashed, right? No, um, unclean, unclean. The idea again of this, these young college graduates who who are would struggle to look ahead fifty years, mm-hmm. right? And they're not paying taxes right now because they're not making enough to pay taxes right now. So how do we... You still have to pay taxes if you don't make enough money. Just for the well, record, I, you have I, to I, file taxes. I, I, yes, they okay. file taxes, but they're not technically... I mean, they, they get, they're getting refunds. How's I'm that? just, just I, saying, you're right. there are to, plenty of people that go, I don't make any money. I'm not... And then they get the IRS bill five years later, and they're right. like, oh, wait a minute. Wait a second. So, so what can we do to, to make the idea of plan for retirement more what's the word Palatable. relevant oh. relevant to them again they're, they're look you're asking them to look out 50 60 years i didn't really care about it till Are, i was i was older right. are we asking I them mean, to look out 50 60 years though for the well maybe not 40 50, years? years i don't know i'm, I'm, I'm no, bad so like the realistically 40 40 35 years yeah but, but realistically but, if you're smart and you don't accumulate a ton of debt you don't necessarily have to live till you're if you well, you want to live, you know, you don't have to work until forever and a day later. You can, if you're smart with your investments, like for my wife and I, I don't, didn't want to work for forever, so we live off of one income, the other one goes into investments. To where it's like, in, and but we had that conversation, it was like, I don't want to work till I'm 50, and she's like, All right, that's what we're gonna do. So when people go, Well, I have to plan till I'm 50, that, that idea is like, Where do you want to retire? Like, do you enjoy what you're doing, and you can just go, okay. go until you're burnt, or you're like, Okay, but, but so so you guys are in your you're in your thirties, yeah, and, and you, you have one child, right? Yeah. But there are plenty of people who want to get married and start having kids at twenty something and live off one income because that's what they want to do. They want, they want that kind of family life. Okay. And they still have to plan yeah. for that, right? So you know we got we've I, I like the idea. I like Justin's idea of the personal relationship, which I've never really heard yeah. a lot about when it comes to financial advisors. To be honest with you, I've had one or two horrible experiences um and then be able to reach these people who don't have a lot of money but need the same kind of effort if we could just find a way to translate to them like you know 50 bucks a month some you know in something that can be managed so that you don't have there to are there are products out there that do that okay because that's good to know there that's good so there, know. there are certain products that companies offer that you can put money in and it'll just take care of it for you know, for somebody that doesn't know what they're doing, but they want to try. Right, right. Not somebody that wants to day trade or anything. Right. That's the the, the advanced level. Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. You know. And um, so, you know, it, um, 
When you say products, you talking like apps or something no, not that like apps, a, a brokerage like a, firm would any, be able Any to... mutual fund, any investment firm has something for beginning investors. Hmm. So everybody has a solution right. for what you've been do talking they, about. Do they come with that personal touch? They normally don't. Yeah, yeah, that's, where yeah. it gets, that's where it gets hairy. Yeah, yeah. And I think your actual, I think a, a part of the solution is people need to feel valued right? Um, a lot of times you just become a number. You walk into a bank, it's cold. It doesn't feel good. Um, I mean, when you come into my office, I have a kitchen counter set up, right. a kitchen table. Because most decisions are made in Vanilla oven. baking in the oven to make I it. I did. It's a little better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have a little instant. I got a little, uh-huh. little thing. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> but it, it's comfortable, right? I right. want it to be comfortable. Right. Um, that's not where I was going with that. But you were very distracting. Um, <laughs> we say that to him all yeah. the time. No, but, um, but it's got to be about... tangible, right? Like right. so. So what you're talking about, and the tough part about it, is everything that you read about in the Wall Street Journal or Day Trade on, or you know, you're worried about your, uh, you know, daughter, son, or your people coming out. All, of all my children. All yeah, your yeah. children. But the the two I'm thinking about are. are one just graduated last week and one graduated last year. So. Well, we did the graduation. Anyway, that's a whole separate story. Yeah. Um, you know, your daughter. Yeah. Um, you, you set this up and we're in a world in that generation that wants that instant gratification. So, like, they need an award. They need a pat on the back. You know, they need a cookie. Mm-hmm. Right? They need something they can touch. Like, hey, I did this. I Now I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A. Right? Like, they actually got something for it. You can do all this stuff, and unless you actually know how to balance your checkbook or really appreciate seeing your monthly statement, it is a lost cause three months, six months later. It's like starting a fitness plan. And you don't start that fitness plan, and you go out, and I've done it myself, and you know, get all hyped up, and you go work out for three months, and you don't see it, you know, tightening up, and you're like, ah, you know. <laughs> I'm going to go do something else. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, baby. <laughs> you know, it's the same storyline. So, like, yeah. you know, a, a, a plan only is as good as the execution on the back end. Correct. So all these other, all these apps, they're all equal, are really good at bringing you in. The, you know, the, the, the do-it-yourself thing. Right, right, right. None of them, to my knowledge, somebody put in the comments section later, mm. has a plan for carrying out that relationship for 10, 15, 20, 30 years. There you go. So, and that's where the handshake, the personal experience, that's what I'm talking is about. invaluable. Right. And you can't put a number on that. You know, say, you know, again, in my mm-hmm. in my world, the, the 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 young college graduate comes out and and for 2 years is consistent with say 100 bucks a month for two, mm-hmm. 2 years, right? Mm-hmm. And now at the end of 2 years it's time to reevaluate what they want to do with that. Yeah. Do you want to go to different different fun do you want to do something different but that's not happening because those apps that's that's what they do they don't yeah. they, they get you in right um and that's you know so and then at least from my personal mm-hmm. with a bank i don't like banks anymore i prefer credit unions but that's because of a couple of bad experiences but we moved money out of an account that we had we had the money in and then it won i put pencil to paper one time and i go you're actually charging me more in fees than i'm making than you're making me because of all these like hidden your fee sheet Monthly, because they used to fees. make money on interest rates. Yeah, they and can't make money on that, so they had to do 
ATM fees and closing count fees and moving transfer fee. They had monthly management fees. fees. Yeah, yeah. So I, I told him. And my favorite one is where you got to keep ten grand in the account to be able not to get a fee. Yeah, and I go and like what? I what go, just happened? Uh, <laughs> I go. So I want my. Uh, I'm just going to close my account, take my money out. They go. You can't do that. They go. Yes, the hell I can't. It's my money. They go. Well, they started telling me all these fees I was going to get for closing the account. It's like it's my money, man. And they're like, but they try everything in their power to get you to stay. But not to like what's best for you as no. the customer. But versus, had they said, you know what, Mister Graf, you know, we have this this account. This one's better. You know, we understand your needs. We understand. You know what they would have been like. This one's better. I probably would have stayed with them. Instead, I was just like, I'm I'm out of here. Anybody that asked me to come to this bank, I'm going to tell them no. Go just you just interrupt him because he'll just go. No, on no, no. I, you're right. That's been my biggest professional problem. Amongst everything we talked about is the spirit of communication. I've met really good people that wanted to try. And get going. Gave me the number. Call them. Do this. I call them. They call me. Couldn't connect. Blah, blah, blah. Just because you need to get busy. Or, you know, you're trying to manage your money. And to your point, things are timely. You know, the market's doing only X, Y, Z for a certain amount of time. So you give them a call. Well, they didn't call you back for two more weeks. Well, they need to talk to their husband. Or they need to talk to their wife. Or they're not sure. Or they got to come back. I mean, all these problems by themselves are small. But when you add up add them together, they will derail you. Yep. And they'll derail you for lack of education, lack of communication, lack of commitment, so, bad, bad product selection. Oh, man. I mean, all those things by themselves, again, just like we were talking about the market, maybe aren't that big of a deal. You add it together. Biases that you have from your family members and who to trust. I mean, yeah, the problems yeah. just stack up and stack up. And then don't forget about the emotional swings of, I had a hundred thousand. Now I got eighty grand. I'm out. You know, or the opposite story. I had a hundred, went to hundred and twenty. I'm out. <laughs> you know, it goes both ways. Yeah. Like you know, so you put all that together. You know, it's 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 a. Um, oh, this is this is it's crazy. This is fascinating because, okay, so, you know, maybe the the key is. I mean, that personal touch is key. I think that has to be there. Again, I'm, I'm trying to build the business model, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you realize that. The young kid coming out of college is going to just chuck fifty dollars out of the paycheck for the next mm-hmm. two, three years. That's that's what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And you don't really need, you know, market interaction with them because we should set. This is fun. You should set it up just like okay. So for the so next like direct deposit for the, or something. Well, just but yeah. even for the next yeah, but for the next three, two to three years, we're just going to amass a pile. Okay, and so you know maybe you know somewhere between conservative and, and risky. You know we're gonna be we're gonna be in there. Moderate. It's called moderate. That's a good. That's a good name for it. I like that. Or medium. That that could. That's great be. unless you're in politics. But I always talk about speed limits. Oh okay. Like do you like doing sixty five on the interstate? No, I got you. No. You want ten <laughs> over? Too slow. Thank you. Uh, so I got you. So, <laughs> so but you know, you tailor it because they're. They're not going to want to take that phone call and make a decision because they don't really know. But, you know, they'll have the interaction with you, when, you know, say once a quarter. Mm-hmm. Hey, here, here's where we are. We're on track to, to amass, let's say our goal is to amass $10,000 before we make our next move. Mm-hmm. You know, they would appreciate that and they would learn along the way. Okay, yeah, this is good. I can see the compounding interest. I can see mm-hmm. how this is working, mm-hmm. you know. And you get there and now you're five years into the relationship 
Okay, and to start off with fifty dollars a month, now they've they've gone to a new job, they've gotten a raise, mm-hmm. they've got this stack, and now Justin steps in and goes, "Okay, now," because he, you know, like big smile, do something, big smile, says, "Okay, now we're going to kind of diversify out a bit." Mm-hmm. And I could see you could you could take a I don't use the cradle to grave because we're not actually in the cradle, but that's what I'm thinking about this. Mm-hmm. A beginner, beginner to grave yeah, relationship yeah. that you would have with somebody, where it starts off with very generic, moves on to more and more specialized, and you cre- that sounds like a great thing. I yeah, like that. People don't do that anymore. Banks don't do that. I anymore. love that idea, yeah. but you're forgetting one part. <sighs> Always, I'm forgetting, I'm forgetting one part. part. No, that everything you said could not be done perfectly, and I've tried it years doing it. Mm. The problem is the margins on the investments. Mm. We're all making 1%, basically. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So you do 1% on a $25,000 account that took 10 years to get there. Right. right. I'm making $25. Right. So, you know, so that makes sense. Now, but that $25 is gross. So now yeah, yeah, yeah. you're paying your broker, whoever that is. They're going to get their piece. We're going to get our piece. Then I got to pay taxes on it. And I end up walking home with $10. So, so for five years of effort, I can't even go down to Chick-fil-A and right, feed the family. Feed a sandwich. Yeah, so, so that comes back to the, the numbers game. Yeah, right? Exactly. So now we're... But, but and that, that, that is the problem. No, I, I couldn't... Yeah, yeah. Like, I can't even be more serious. Yeah, yeah. That is the biggest problem with our financial markets that we have at this moment. That is going to be the downfall of the next generation. My, our generation. Right. Our kids' generation. If, if you don't teach your kids strong financial values mm. and stick to them mm. and see the sacrifices that you're going to make about mm. being a one-income family or the sacrifices that my wife and I are going to do for being a, a two-income family or whatever that storyline is and talk to our kids and tell them that, you know, I remember my dad teaching us about money. I mean, my dad ran a sales business <laughs> and one summer he put me in the car for a whole week and we just went around and met customers. I loved it. I could not be happier. I was hanging out with my dad. Sure. We're in the truck yeah. doing our thing. And he made sure I gave a handshake to everybody. What I kind met. of sales? Just that guess He did uh, industrial sales to the shipyards and nice. all that stuff. Nice. I mean, anything that they needed, he had he had a connection. Just to, to add it. color to the story. It's, it's yeah. Good. yeah. So he'd go around, and, and I just remember, I, I loved it. I loved it. We'd load the truck up. I'd use the forklift. Um, oh, gosh, we, you get to drive a forklift. Oh, dude, forklift, oh, forklift oh, at 15, man. I was like all over it. I hit the back of the tailgate. I thought it was into me. But anyway, um, and then we, we drove around. And um, did everything. And he used to give me directions as soon as I could drive at 16 at that time. Um, he would give me directions to be like, you know, um, go down to Craney Island or something. And I'd be like, this is how you get there. He'd pull out a napkin. He'd be like, you can go over here to the 7-Eleven and then three lights to the right. And the next thing you know, you're driving around in circles like, hey, do you all know where Craney Island is? <laughs> I got a delivery here. You know? Oh, uh, they're like, kid, you're, you're stuck. You know, you pull. But anyway, it was... I just remember that being so impactful that, you know, we talked about money, talked about how he made money. Right, right. We talked about how the business made money. And then he never let me in the business. It was never an option for any of my brothers. Really? He wow. said, we can do better on our own. We, he taught us how to make money, and you go figure out a way to do it. Right Interesting. Now. Interesting. Hmm. Which I don't know if that was a great move or not, because I think that business could have been over the top, but he refused to let any of us in there. Oh, so the, mm-hmm. the meta there is that, the, the role of the parent mm-hmm. yeah. you know, of, mm-hmm. of, of having that communication mm-hmm. with a child about money. And I'm, I'm, I wonder if that's going on. And realizing it's a discipline. Like, it is discipline. Correct. 
Like money is yeah. a discipline. Like fitness is a discipline. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. And then my mom was all academic now. She didn't play. My mom got her doctor's degree. And in our family, you were going to college. There you go. It was not an option. There you go. And so we had, we had a, we had it on both sides. Mm-hmm. Dad was a social, jovial, Ray, Big Ray Sorensen. My mom was like, everybody scared shit of her. <laughs> Still today. That's awesome. So my friends used to come over, they're like, ain't no party like a tilde party. Tilde party don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. We used to have a lot of bonfires. So, yeah, I wonder if that's going on these days, if that kind of. Oh, we talked a few uh, podcasts back about modeling. Even oh, the last one we right, talked yeah, about there, yeah. conflict modeling, a yeah. couple other things. Not quite sure if finance modeling is one of those that that's mm. necessarily happening mm. either. Happening well, either. so it goes back to what does the parent know? So, again, we talked mm-hmm. about generational differences. You know, did, did the grandparents talk to the parents who talked to the parents who talked to the new parents? Probably not. Well, no. also, there's it's not even... Not even sometimes a lack of knowledge, but by the time you get to the point where you can have that conversation, you aren't pulling yourself up by your bootstraps anymore. I had this conversation with my in-laws one time. They were like, because my wife, I love her to death, but she isn't as financially savvy as I am just because I grew up with, there were six of us, so we were always poor. Like, regardless of, we were just always broke because we got older together and we were just always poor. But uh, I was talking to my in-laws one time, and they go, yeah, we got to like the point where we could buy pizzas and life became easy and I was like so that explains why I didn't have the conversation with my with my wife because life became easy by the time she was able to have that conversation you didn't have to tell her about the hardships and the hey we got a budget and we've got to do this and we got to do that because by the time you got there you didn't have the budget anymore you want this go for it you know what I mean we we've pulled ourselves to that point in our in our finances where we could do it I will tell you there's a <clears throat> it just dawned on me so the first two kids we had that talk and they learned how to budget and balance a checkbook and set, you know, divvy up the money and then paycheck they came in. The next two kids, it's when we moved here to Montgomery, from Montgomery, sorry, to here, couldn't find a job. Could not find a job. Mm. And it, I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, this was uh, 2010, uh, 2011, 2012, 2013 in that time frame. Just couldn't find a job. And it's weird. Well, Suffolk's also grown significantly. Correct. Time, Correct. So. It has. It has. And that's my point. I mean, like, there's a totally different mindset. So my girls would babysit and do all, all these other, you know, out there trying to find a job, which was good for them because they learned a lot of that too. But different financial aspect than the first two who had regular paychecks coming in and like, okay, here's, here's how we're going to do this. Um, yeah, it's, it's weird that you think about it. Mm. it they, they, they had different, ex- the kids had different experiences. Vice, I mean, I'm, and I did. I never talked to my parents or my grandparents about my sorry my mom or my grandparents about it. So, did you talk to your mom about it, Carrie? I'm trying to remember, I I don't think I did. Yeah, I think um, no, I don't think I did. Yeah, I think any any education was either me <coughs> um, learning it or trying to figure it out on my own. And, right. Now we had to have a conversation. Around. Like I said, my dad provided well, and it was it was, but there were six of us. Yeah, you know what I mean. So. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about how my dad grew up a bit. You know, he he didn't make it to college, started his own business, and he was able to connect with a college friend, JD. And he worked for, I believe, UBS. And um, my dad trusted him from an early age in the business, and it worked out to be a pretty beautiful thing for him. Mm. I, I just remember that, you know, being a deal. Gotcha. 
It's all about who you know. You can't go down this journey alone. That's that's just it. So are we back to another another theme of ours is the the community aspect of things and and being able to have a group of people that oh you can. Oh God, it's huge. It, it is huge, and, and you know we it's move huge. it outside of the financial discussion into just life in general and how huge it is to have people you can go to and just talk right about things, mm-hmm. whether it be finances, whether it be about you know relationships, whether it be about work. You know, networking, just stuff like that. So I did do a little listening to some of y'all's podcasts uh, before this. Okay. Did homework? I did. Well, you know, I didn't want to walk in totally blind. Carrie's done that to me before. So I had oh, 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 oh. Bus meet Carrie. Yeah, oh, man. But I was actually thinking about one of y'all's comments about the, the systems that, you know, created the next generation or your kids or yourself. Mm-hmm. I know you guys are military, so you had that kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking about like my, like I can only talk about myself, but I can also talk about my wife or if you want to. But, you know, growing up, you know, it was school, which created a syllabus and it created a system, first grade, second grade, third grade, and so on and so forth. Then um, I naturally got into Boy Scouts and learned what it was to do what you have to do to get to the next rank which was a big deal. All my brothers went, we were in troop 16 locally together and we were all able to get the Eagle Scout. Congrats. Man. That's great. And that was a big deal for us. Like yeah. all of us. So, so we did that. Then I knew I had to go to college, created a system that, you know, you go, you do this, you get the second year, third year, fourth year. And so I was academically professionally in a basketball setting or sports I had, hey, you go to you go to practice, you do this, you do this, you do this. And I was able to run my way up through that system for four years. And then for most people, it stops right there. Mm-hmm. It is done. There isn't a lot of things, unless you have a very strong faith background that, you know, you go to church on a regular basis, you can find it through that. But you get lucky if you get into a company that has a system that can bring you up. I mean, for myself, you know, I know Edward Jones, right? But... I didn't know. I mean, I knew enough to be dangerous. I got a degree and I got a job, <laughs> but the system brought me into a year and a half of training. Yep. Then the system, what do you want to call it, brought me back to my hometown. Then I was able to get in the system. They rank us one through ten. So the the zero, if you're zero, you're starting. The ones train you. The ones, the twos train you. The threes. You know, so on and so forth, all the way up to tens. And the system made it available that I could meet the tens. You know, I went to dinner with them. I've hung out with them. We've gone on vacations. We've gone on trips. I've learned what they have done to be successful because I was able to invest time with them. So the system was able to bring me up and teach me how to even challenge, to your challenge you've been talking about for a while now, how do you you deal with all that? Right, right. I was able to have mentors that were able to teach me and I think any good company, you know, has some type of, not all companies have it, but the best do. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, think about yeah. teaching, mm-hmm. for example. They, there's no, there's none of that. They throw the, the new the new teachers in and here's your classroom. Mm-hmm. Go, go, go forth and conquer. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, good luck. You know what I kind of like about that system too? The, one, the ones teaching the zeros, the twos teaching the ones. The... Uh, are we okay? We just. Chris wants me to pass some. 
good. I need the bourbon. Okay, that was fun. Anybody that's watching. <laughs> One's teaching and zero, zero is teaching. Anyway, but anyway, so Two's teaching you, we found this in the early stages of our company that sometimes you have some people that are so seasoned that they're not only seasoned, they're also jaded. And so they don't just share they don't just share their knowledge, they share all of this other negativity and you corrupt somebody early on unintentionally. Mm-hmm. No, you, no, it's true. It's like if you have, think issues, right? Yeah. If mm-hmm. you have a one or a two teaching a one, it's like, okay, well, you've only been here long enough to really not know. Mm-hmm. So you basically know what we gave you and mm-hmm. then you teach that and relay that information and you have some jadedness. But then as you move up through the company, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. You get to great, basically grow on your own. You're not... You're not given too much of the negative at the same time. It's it's a good system. Well, and the, the other thing too is that the people like when I was a one, I was doing I was dealing with a different market. Mm-hmm. I was dealing with different problems. You know what was two thousand eight like? Oh boy, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like so, the guy that made it in two thousand eight, he's a two. Right. It's every couple of years I kind of group you. So I, he has a lot more relevant information than the guy's been doing this for thirty years. Right. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, that's mm. a good point. So today, I can't really go down to a level one guy and tell him about my woes about trying to manage all different levels of people right. when he's trying to struggle to bring new people in. Right. Back in the day when I did it, we had a printing press, know, like, yeah. and we had to print yeah. it and run it yeah, up the yeah, street. Yeah, exactly. It's all shoe leather, young man. I had a pencil and a notepad, and I had to turn in my, my ledger at the end of the day. But, gents, we can all agree that. Justin's a 10 now, right? Yeah. I thought he said he was like six foot eight. <laughs> Strong. Cheers to that. Yeah, the Wall Street Journal. That's what I'm talking Cheers. about. So. That's hilarious. Yeah. Anyway, that's good. I, I Look, what <laughs> what's fun about this conversation is bringing the world of finance, which, I mean, is, is I think it's, viewed as a very specialized area, but to bring it down to that personable level. The idea that you can establish a relationship with someone and carry that relationship forward, you know, for years and realize those financial dreams, I think that's the that's the key. I, I mean, we talk about saving for retirement, what have you, and I think we often talk about it in those terms that seem very nebulous, but if you can break it down the way Justin has here to that idea of, look, find find that financial advisor with whom you can establish a relationship, you know, and then move forward. And the communication part, I think, is key. If you don't know, ask questions, right? Make yourself available. But, but, you know, realize that you're just established a relationship like you do with anything else, with your friends, with your spouse. Mm -hmm. You know, we're we're established with someone who's going to take our, our money and help us manage it moving forward because that's not our area of expertise. That's not, the financial advisor's not teaching the kids. Teacher does that, right? I think if we could look at it that way, that might be easier for people to digest. I don't know. It's, it's a different way of looking at it. What? Well, I got a lot to think about. I no. appreciate that. What are you saying? You're wiggling. No, you, you brought up a good point. Like, I think a lot of people try to be things they can't be. Like, we, we have a generation... Is a really deep. Hit I it. couldn't get this out. Hit right. it. We have a generation that we don't need people. Like we don't mm. need a personal trainer. We can find that on the phone. We don't need a healthcare thing. We can work MMD. We don't technically need a financial advisor. We can do it on our own. We don't need a chef. 
because we can look up cooking. Right, right, right. Right? And like you don't tend, we don't have a generation that really needs anything when they can find it at the medicine. So then you got to redevelop your business of, you know, how do you provide a, a service that is super meaningful that will carry on for generations? And the only way I think you do that is providing care. Like I had a personal trainer for a while. Her name is Jessica Down Seafit. Only reason I stopped is because of COVID and some other stuff, you know. She's fantastic, you know, and she held me accountable. And I appreciated that. I didn't do anything super different than I would have done down at the, you know, down at the gym. Right. But I knew at 12 o'clock I was going to be doing push-ups, you know. <laughs> Jessica took care of you. Yeah. But, you know, so like I think it's really important. And I know there's, to one of y'all's earlier podcasts, the education system is quite interesting at this moment. Yes. But those teachers, at the essence, were trained to be teachers. Correct. I was never trained to be a teacher. And I wouldn't even know how to start trying to teach my kids. And so on and so forth. I don't know how to be a good chef. I can cook some stuff. But I ain't, like, pulling it together like, bam. Bobby Flea stuff. Yeah. And I think you can carry that on. And, like, when you get to, like, general health quality, you get something serious, you're going to a specialist. No, no. I'm going Every time I go on the internet, I have cancer. So it works yeah. out. Yeah. I was gonna say I've been tested for cancer like eight times. Yeah. I wake up with a headache, I'm a little hungover, and like my wife says, Where are you going? Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to get tested for brain cancer. I yeah. cancer. Yeah. I we we've talked about this before. We're we're still in the infancy ages of this whole internet social media thing. And it's it's the wild, wild west, and you know, the pendulum has swung, as Justin has correctly said, to the I can do everything because it's all internet, right? And it's gonna come back when people realize, okay, well, you know, nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> All mm-hmm. the, the nailed it memes. You know, I'm, I'm tired of not nailing it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's going to come back and... Yeah, but see, the problem is... But uh, if you're not... Nancy over here. No, 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 no. Like, there are some things that it's okay that the pendulum's going to swing back. We can take our time. But by the time finance swings back... Some you're, out want, you're out of time. You're out of time. Yeah. You don't get a redo. That's yeah. a good point. You, you don't, don't get a redo it. on your health. You don't get a redo on... Correct. Correct. Your, your finances. Finance. You can redo dinner. Okay, that's a redo. Yeah, but um, burnt the salmon. Burnt the salmon. Redo. I, I guess my point being is that I think we're going to come back to the idea of people going, yeah, you know, maybe maybe I do need someone to manage my money, or at least talk to. I know some. Right. I, I know somebody right. that this is before interest rates dropped to zero, but they got an arm on an investment property, and they were they were perplexed as to why the interest rate kept fluctuating. Uh-huh. I said they didn't tell you that when you sat down that the interest what, rate what, was going to. What an arm was. They were like, it's yeah. like it's an adjustable rate. It kind of goes up and it goes down with the thing. And they were like, what is that? Adjustable. They were like, they they said it, they were they were like they locked me in at three percent. I was like, mm, yeah, that lock. Month. Yeah, lock. No, it's not a lock. So when it goes up and it goes down and it goes up, I was like, they didn't walk you through that. He goes, I filled all the paperwork online. It's like you're stupid. Mm. <laughs> you should sit down with somebody and go. But okay, so that person will remain nameless. Because it was probably my cousin. No, I'm joking, <laughs> no, it wasn't my cousin. I'm joking. Um, I just threw that out. I love my cousins. But, um, you know, where else in their life have they ever reached out to somebody? That's right. what I'm saying. Right. It's like, right. you didn't you know, call. Where, they didn't call. I mean, but not even that. But any other layer. Do they, have they ever gone to a gym and actually talked to somebody who knows how to be right. fit? Is right. it point? Have they... Really even learn how to cook? That's kind of what we're talking about. Yeah, the idea yeah. of I can do this all on my own. Mm-hmm. I don't need to talk to anybody. 
At some point, they're going to realize, I need to talk to somebody. Yeah, exactly. Especially for like this guy. This is his first investment property. Right, right. So I'm like, you've never done this before, and you just did it on the internet. You don't have, you know, you could have and called. So, you should have called somebody. So you can call him. We can call him an idiot. Or you can just say, look, you've learned a lesson, okay? It's not, things seem rosy on the internet. Well, to his right? point, he's done this two more times. Okay. So. Well, the, the average person goes out there and says, well, I'm going to, I saw the internet. I'm going to do it. It doesn't turn out right. They can go, hey, maybe I need to talk to somebody. And I just, I just kind of have, maybe I'm too hopeful, but that's where I see things swinging back is that more and more. So my best clients are those that have gotten beaten up. Yeah. And really appreciate me now. See, there you go. There that you have go. gone through a humbling experience. Right. How much do you think that a college education is to average? Today? Yeah, ballpark. Um, in state or out of state? Yeah, there you go. In state. Virginia in Tech. State college. Is that a state college? Just Virginia State College. Virginia, 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 Virginia Tech's 40. We'll call 120. Okay, that's fair. I don't know, that seems high. I'm not sure. I was going to say 100. I was going to say like 25 a year. I'll go with that. I think it's about 100. Yeah. About 100, and then you can do. Which is which disgusting. Is pretty much what you just said. Disgusting. Okay, well, then what's a real education if you had 300,000 you just lost 100? Was that an education? Absolutely, it was an education. That was an education. That is an undergrad. That's an education. That's right. Sure there. is. That's good. That's a good point. It's a good way to put it. And again, it yeah. comes back to the fact that you can you can take that language and, and mold it and give it to someone and go, yeah, I understand what you're saying there. Yeah. That, that makes sense. That also goes back to our one of our themes as far as like people don't understand how to fail, so Correct. they just don't do it because Correct. they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. like people look at the market nowadays and they go, I'm not going to invest. Look at the market. It's like right, but there are people. Like Justin, who their entire job is to understand that. Like they give them training, they right. give them, right. you know, hey, this this market is viable, or you know, is. This is a good disclosure moment. I have an A squad doing the nerd work oh. behind me. That's not me. <laughs> what I was I saying is like, like I got people helping me, man. So we're gonna. <laughs> I appreciate the compliment, but we're gonna move out of this market. We're gonna move out of this one. I don't want people to really, yeah. Ooh, man, I, I think if you're truly independent, like, and you don't have a name behind you, whatever that name is. You have to spend a lot of time oh, doing a lot of work yeah, behind the couple, scenes. I know a couple guys that, like. yeah, I, there's know. a lot of spreadsheets that go into like yeah, you like know. you if you're not if, yeah the amount of work that goes on that should go on to be able to give good financial advice mm-hmm. right right really hard to do on your own on your own I sure. mean you really hard to speaking do. from the day trading part but you saw it in the pandemic where people were like they would take their money and they invested in day trading and mm-hmm. they would go I'm just gonna follow this app and it's like mm-hmm. no there's a like I have sh- spreadsheets and I've got notebooks full of information as far as like you know you kind of mm-hmm. go back and look at it it's not just like oh I decided I looked in the paper and was like this one's good mm-hmm. and people but people lost it, everything doing that because they were yeah. just like it's fine People do this all the time, right? You just come out of school and you just kind of set up a desk and it's fine. <laughs> it's yeah. like you're not taking it seriously. It's well, a discipline. Again, I, th- I think though, I'm going to. And to your point as well, people mentally. Andrew's point, get, to Andrew's point, yep. To, yeah, I'm sorry. Is to people get mentally tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too. Yeah. When people retire, you know, from their yeah. job, yeah. they didn't sign up to become their personal financial advisor for the rest of their life. And you know your grandma is not hitting on the 100% that she used to when she was 40 hmm. or 50 or 60. Right, right. You know? They're just one of bitch about the weather. <laughs> I like to do that now. So <laughs> yeah, let's, let's yeah. Clear. I, Trying to get it out of my system. I like to maybe take a, a um, long walk on the beach. That too. Pina coladas. Rain. Uh, I like maybe a little more generous view in the sense that, you know, 
because idiot is, idiot is the easy call, but it's just a product of the generation that we're in, the culture that they're in. So again, we go back to the idea that I can, I can you know, go on the internet, go on TikTok, go on Instagram, find someone who's, who's made money, that says, oh, I'll just do what they're doing, right? I'll do what they're doing, and, and okay, that's, that's it. But you know, fall flat on their face, another you're older, another you're wiser, and you go, okay, well, all right, maybe that's, maybe I need to talk to someone. Again, I, just, so I, just, I, I have a really good friend in Wisconsin, talk to him often, and he said you had a good economy needs two people. People that can lose money and people that can make money yeah. uh-huh. on the same idea. And it took me a long time to figure out what that meant. But I, after you think about it, like to your friend that does rentals, you know, people can buy the same house and make some poor decisions in the idea of who they rent to versus who they don't rent to, to how they improve right. the property, to right. how they didn't improve the property, to how they financed it, to how they didn't finance it. I mean, all those questions can really wreck you or yeah. make you much money. Yeah. 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 I mean, so let me, let me be very clear, though, just on my, I, I spoke in broad, but if you want to do something hard enough and you study hard enough for it, you can do it. So, like. Agreed. Or, but again, speak to people. There's a lot of, there's a lot of fluidity in things that you're just kind of like, oh, like when I started out, I spoke to a lot of people as far as like, hey, you know, it looks good. It looks sexy on paper, but stay away from that. The margins are too mm-hmm. up and down. You'll lose your, you lose everything on it. So there's that. And then also to the point of like, you're going to fail at some point. You just, it's going to happen. You it's know? a lesson. Yeah. That. You're going to learn, just, you're going to learn a lesson and then pick yourself up and keep moving on. But you got to try. So therein, therein is, I think maybe one of the best things we take away. And we've brought about this before in other podcasts is the learning to fail and what the failure means. It's a lesson. A great, mm-hmm. great word, Justin. It's a lesson. And if you're not, as a parent, teaching your children that failure is a lesson, then I think you're failing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I know that I, you've heard me say before, I didn't learn that failure was a lesson. Failure was failure. So we avoided failure. Um, and that's, you know, it's a hard lesson to learn later in life. Better mm-hmm. learn it now than later. Yeah, 80. Or 40 or 50. Right. Just saying. Yeah. Or 54. Well, there, there's definitely one subject outside of finance <laughs> that I've gotten caught up in lately. What's that? What's that? What's that? I'm really wrapped up in tractors lately. Tractors? Like, super... Smart. Tractor. Like, I have no it? idea. I, I I went out. We're getting a John Deere. Are you getting? Yeah. Like a Home Depot John Deere? Or like no, a no, John no, no, Deere no, no, no. You like don't buy John Deere. You don't buy Home Depot John Deere. No. You go to the John Deere dealership. Went to the dealership. Yeah, totally different. I've been talking about it for like five years. Why do you need a tractor? So These are much, all good points. So how much land? Let's call it a hobby. Let's call it a hobby. I've got a quarter acre lot and I need a tractor. But I've been totally into it. Like to learning something new. Like I've been learning about different attachments. Right, right, right. Maybe it's because I have a desk job and I'm envy of all the guys that get to work outside. There you go. You know, there I don't know. Go. I can't really explain it. My wife's like, so hey, how much yard do you there. have to mow? About two acres. So you do so need a tractor. I'm not going to lie. You I have a zero turn, so it does the job. Nice. But. But no, oh. I got I got projects in my mind. I'm like, gotcha. Yeah. So you need to try. To, you know, well, now I'm kind of like okay. What kind of project? And now, and now I'm hey, kind of like Mike Bibbo. I know we need to hook him up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that Miss Bibbo? Yeah, Jan Bibbo. You know Jan Bibbo? Man, yeah. You want to talk about? Yeah, that's right. She was in high school. Okay, gotcha. You want to talk about tractors and attachments and? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to Mike. I need to go hang out. I want to meet Mike. I had no story. Mike is a great guy. We should have Mike on the podcast. We should have Mike on the podcast. He won't. We've asked him. 
I said, hey, you want to compete? He goes, absolutely not. (laughs) Well, Mike Vivo, please come. I've I've heard stories about you from your wife 20 years ago. There you go. Great. All right. What kind of tractor are you thinking of getting? John John Deere or what? So I got one of the subcompact tractors. It's a, so it's a, like they have series tractors. It's one, got a two, front end. Three, it has wait, a front wait, end loader. Front end loader. Okay, good. You got it? I've ordered it. Okay. I'm waiting. It's like my car coming. Do, the do they I'm need chips also? Waiting for a chip. Wait for a chip. Wait for a chip. I don't know what the hell's going on. God, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but you would be amazed though. That, so I've talked to people about this tractor, right? And it's a total subject. I just brought John it because I wanted to talk about right. it. So um, um, a guy's named Benny works down in. Um, I know. Uh, Copeland? Uh, yeah, Benny Copeland. Yes. Yeah. I know Copeland. Yes. So, hey, welcome great, to Suffolk, folks. Great family, baby. Yeah. <laughs> great family. So, Benny and I have known each other for a long time. Awesome. And we were talking for a while, and he's like, look, I called one day, driving home, and I really want it. He goes, I'm ordering it. Come on up here. If you don't like it, you don't got to buy it. Oh. So, he, he gets the tractor that I thought I wanted, right? A Series 3 and stuff. I get on it. It's bigger than my truck. I drive it around like, dude, I can't go home with this. He's like, oh, no, no. Your wife won't be that upset. She'll love it. Anyway, long story short, I didn't get it. But I ended up ordering the next one now. Series, wait, wait, series one. two? A series two track. Series two, front and back. Front and back, back okay. loader. Nice. It with, has um, with the attachments. With a couple of different t- attachments. What'd you get? Um I'm getting Bush Hog. I'm gonna get a box um, you know, um, yeah. box blade, yeah. a blade, a couple other things. But I've been talking to people. This is the crazy part. Just telling people that I've done this, right? Right. I've got like eight, nine things that the people want me to come help them out with. Exactly. Everybody. And I actually, but yeah. I'm actually very excited to go help them. When, when you I'm, get I'm that tractor, let me know. Yeah. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I've been thinking about putting this garden in over here. I know, exactly. <laughs> the level of friendships that I just got. You ask yourself, how many people have a tractor laying around their yard that hey, will help you? Do you remember, do you remember the uh, couple? A lot of people don't. The cleanup day we did two years ago. Yeah, the tractor came in clutch. Mike Bibbo brings his tractor. Yeah, and pulls yeah. out every bush. Yank just, stuff just, out. Just so I'm talking about yeah, exactly. Awesome. Exactly. Again, yeah. I want to meet Mike Bibbo. I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna track him down. Yeah, yeah. You should but, um, one of our like social meeting things. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, there you go. yeah, yeah. Oh wait, you're you're up at St. Therese, right? Yeah. Are you a knight? Uh, with the Portsmouth. The, um, downtown. They just, assembly. Yeah. Oh, the, they the, just sold the, that building. They just sold it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Are you a fourth degree night? No, I'm very. Well, come to our. Come to our. I just, just come to one of our. We're gonna, we're gonna have a social. We'll have you come out. Yeah, okay. come out to so our social, good. and you can meet Mike. So, yeah. Sounds good. Mike will be there. Yeah. All right, we'll have you. Yeah. Okay. People are like, "What the hell are they talking about?" Yeah, I know. It's just, <laughs> yeah. Look, look. The, the key here, though, right? Friendship. Yeah. Tractors. <laughs> Man, I'm so excited. I can't. I'm, I'm really like, big drag. I'm drive it around. Community. Stuff, right? Right? You just get on Main Street. Yeah. Waterboy. It's going to be like Waterboy instead oh, of his truck. He's going to drive around his tractor. <laughs> well, right, I told some that... guys at the up at Cedar Point that I'm going to yeah. drive it up there and park it in the parking spot next to like a sports car. Oh, there you just go. Just leave it there. That's go awesome. play golf. I'm going to put the clubs in the, bu- in the bucket. <laughs> Community and what else are you saying, Chris? Oh, just, just, just mm. a bunch of guys sitting yeah. around just talking. Yeah. Right. And, and, what do I know about finance? Very little. Yeah. Right. I can fly an airplane. I can't do finance. So there you go. And, and that's what you need to do. You just need to understand what you don't know and be willing to reach out to people who either know how know, know about it or know who knows about it. Yeah. I didn't know that tall guys get custom golf clubs. Right. Right. Or look you back. thought all golf clubs are the same? I thought, no. You I thought know. he just leaned over? Just leaned over even further. Look at his jolly. flat. <laughs> 
Justin. Like, what's that flat dude doing over there? Justin's crazy. We also don't drive Priuses in our Dude, Shaq got a custom Prius, didn't he? When Shaq did? When he custom came, everything. He got like a custom smart car. He has a car custom pr- Harley. Yeah. He, dude, he I went, so dude. I was in college in Daytona and uh, Volusia County <laughs> Mall. I remember being there. It must have been freshman or sophomore year. They had a mold of a sneaker that Shaq would wear. And no kidding. I could fit like both feet inside yeah. the darn thing. I was like, this is... That's that is a separate subject for another night. Shoes? No. Shaq? Shaq? The amount of children, amount of parents that think their kids are going to the NBA. Oh, oh no, no, no. Let's, let's broaden it for going professional. Okay, so let's... No, no, so, it, yeah. NBA okay. is a totally it, different... So, another subject, but it is... No, I think... I think is it way, huge. way big. Huge. We huge. did just crack the maker's mark, just so that everybody knows. It's Toast. French Oak number 46. Mm. I was talking to somebody about this the other day, though. So there's two schools of thought with this. Okay. One, apparently you don't have to be good anymore to be an NBA player, because there are a lot of terrible NBA players out there. You're just like, how are you on an NBA team? So, no, disagree. Next thought. <laughs> no, man. Qualify. What did your question was? <laughs> what? What was your question? Who was your NBA team? I mean, you know, Celtics. Uh, shut up. Just saying. Stop. It's the moment. Yeah. Be- Are you a Celtics fan? Are you really a Celtics fan? Yes. Okay, so let's just, let's look at the, on but the, on the left coast. Can you look at something to eat? We'll go downstairs. <laughs> we we'll probably do this. Let these guys talk. I'm saying, Russell Westbrook is still on the team. And yes. he gets paid $43 million a year to be leading turnovers. Well, you know, when you're a winner, you got to be good. A winner? <laughs> yep. Here's my argument. He's a winner. Here's my argument. That, that's unfortunate for that particular situation. He's in a contractual agreement that's keeping him on board. Yeah. Okay. Good for him for signing the contract. I'm not saying it's not good for him. I'm just saying... It's like, not good people, for the team, maybe. I'm just saying when people right, go, I'm going to go to the NBA, and you're like, you're not any good, and they go, well, you know. Yeah, but I know plenty of people that are like I played ball in high school, like whatever. And they'll go, I played football in high school. I'm like, can you catch? Like, no, not really. Can you run fast? No, not really. Yeah. So how are you going to go in the NFL? Yeah. So in, in the world of sports, I'll, I feel like I'm talking a lot about myself. I really would don't, don't want to. You listen, do. it's all good, man. It's we like good. we like okay. it. So I played Division Two basketball, and is it, I was UBA wise at the time was Division Two. It's uh, now Division One, I, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, we used to get recruited to come play the Division One squads on their homecoming games, mm-hmm. their alumni friendly games, right, their right, off season right. games. Yeah. So we'd go play Chattanooga, or we'd go play, you know, come down and play Longwood, VMI. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other names. We've gotten to play Walford, mm-hmm. right? Those are low end Division One schools. Okay. Then those teams get recruited. To go play the big D1 school. So you'll see every UNC, once in a while, Duke. Walford will play Duke. Yeah, yeah. Or okay. Chattanooga will play uh, UT or something, right? Yeah, and the spread's like 29 points. Exactly. Yeah. Do you look at the stats of each of those players? They all have six foot eight guys, A, me. They all have a point guard. The, the, the stats, the, if you go look at the rosters, are all basically the same. But the skill level between Division Two and Division One and Division Small One to Division big one, you know, and these guys that are going straight into the NBA. Much different. Man, they, you know, lights out. Night and day. Lights That's out. That's fair. I will give you that point. So, like, to get to the NBA level, now you're watching that squad on TV, and all those guys are light out. Lights out. They would come down here, the worst player would run circles around mm. 
the best the, the best that we have in Suffolk right now. Gotcha. I mean, I know there's some squad, the guys that play ball out here, but I know what you're saying. So, like, when you look that's, at them on TV, that's, that's the they're all they're all 100. So that's the, the degree of difference. That's the argument where they used to say like like Alabama yeah. could go beat the Dolphins, right? You're like, no, it's not going to happen. No. Okay. Yeah. To be fair, Alabama probably could beat the Dolphins. No, I don't think so. I, I, I'm actually going to say they probably won't. Yeah, I I, I, I actually listening to the arguments exactly yeah. what you said. You, How about the well, Jets? You think they could beat the Jets? Nope. nope. Sure. Yep. So so while well, you, you, you get the NFL squad, right? They have those guys are knowing nothing. They have five years more experience. Yeah. Give or take, they've been lifting yeah. weights. They've been training. They yeah. know this game in and it out. Is, it is a skill level. It's a fair, level. Yeah. It's a fair point. Um, it's and, fascinating. Yeah. yeah, I just want to bring that because yeah, I've heard yeah. that before. Like the, I don't like, like your the worst. logic in my argument though. Just for the record, <laughs> now now <laughs> those your argument well, out the window. Well, for the guy that's yeah. uh, with Westbrook, whatever, he used to be good. He has a hell of an agent. He does have a hell of that an he agent. Has. He has a hell of an agent. That he give has. that to him. So you know, it's all about who you know and mm-hmm. work ethic. I think work ethic is, is good too. My, my only story is a, a friend of mine who grew up with Charles Barkley mm-hmm. and played high school Charles. ball with Charles Barkley, mm-hmm. and he told me that Charles Bar- he and Charles Barkley weren't even like the they were nowhere near the best player in the county, um, but Barkley would outwork everybody, mm-hmm. and the best player in the, in the in the county got a full ride to some Division One school and. Burned out on drugs and not going to classes. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Barkley decides that he's actually going to work, grind and, and grind. Exactly. So I think there's part of that is that too. Yeah. Um, it's just it, you're, you're right. I think there's a <laughs> we don't easily a, assess skill. It's hard to assess skill. I mean, you're looking at you know a bunch of tens or nine point eights to tens on the basketball court, and the nine point eights stand out because the tens are so good, right? I mean, well that. We dive into a lot of rabbit holes with that. And part of that is coachability. Oh, there's that too, yeah. When you look yeah. at, like, I, I listen to a lot of uh, Undisputed, Shannon Sharp. You listen, and you like, listen to his story and stuff. I was like, he went to, uh, sounds like, I don't want to, it's not Shenandoah State, Savannah State. Savannah State, six round draft pick, you know, all that stuff. But he just outworked people because mm-hmm. he's like, well, I was coachable. You know, I would listen to the coach. Well, Tom Brady story. Tom Brady, yeah. listen to the coach. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's, and it gets into a fascinating, like, is talent and coachability, which one works? Like, talent, work ethic, and coachability. Like, what if you have to get rid of one of what's, them? What's the mix? It's, yeah, 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 what's the, what's the balance? Mix, yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I, you got me into my passion. No, that's good. That. That's good because. Well, I mean, even in my career in the basketball world, there was many other tall people that showed up to take my spot. And I had to outwork them to keep yeah. the spot. Yeah. I mean, that's just what it is. Like, people think you made it to school. Right. But to make it to school and play for four years and fend off the next recruit coming out. Every year, there's another, every, there's every another year. dude showing up. Yeah, every year you got to defend, right? Yeah, you got to defend. Yeah. You know, and then and then my senior year, I didn't get as much playing time as I, at that time, thought I should have had. And I was butthurt about it. Truth of the matter is, is I was being replaced. The team had to do what they had to do for the next guy. Sure, sure. You know, they, he needed more time on the court. Yeah. So my best year was my third year. Junior year? Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I'm convinced in basketball the the ball is actually bigger than the rim. I'm fairly certain that's the case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah, fairly certain it won't go in. It won't go in. No, just does not go in. It's important you have to dunk it. Yes. Yeah, and when you dunk it backwards, yeah, the crowd loves that. Yeah, not gonna happen. Can, can you still dunk? No, not anymore. Not anymore. I can work on that for you. Yeah, yeah we can do it. I need to. We need to get on. We need to talk. 
Let's do some Murphs later. Some Murphs. I will say we'll go dinner and some Murphs. Back in 2013, we did a triple Murph one one day. Three of them in a row. Is that like a curling term? No, it's it's an endurance thing. Murph is a hero wad. You know what a Murph is, right? Have you ever heard of F3? I have no idea what F3 is. Isn't oh, that that man. function where you like turn your computer off? <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to get him to come out. I got your next guest. Okay. Oh, right. I'm going to get him to come visit. I'll, I'll bring him up here. Okay. All right. All right let's do it. Yeah. Sweet. We have no idea who it is, but let's go. Yeah. It's great. We're sold. Bill Pollard. Y'all know anybody know Bill Pollard? Don't know Pollard's chicken? We're going to bring him up. Huh? Yeah. He's a banker in town. He's a great guy. Banker. All right. All right. So F3 good. is all over that. The the Murphs and the, the group. He's the... Uh, He's the head my, head maestro of it all, and I've been over, doing over that where? Where is he? Um, well, he works down at um, Blue Ridge Bank on okay. Main Street. Okay. But the group that he's he's in charge, he's like the um, the head the head leader at this point, uh, local whatever. I forget his actual title. Okay. Grand Poobah. Grand Poobah. Yeah. Um, what it is? It's a male workout group in the morning, and they have them. Do they work out in the parking lots? Yeah. There? Yeah, I know that group. I know. Yeah. I know. I've been doing group. it for a while. I, know I haven't done group. it recently in the last three months because right. our kid won't sleep. Separate issue. I, I told my wife that would work, but she yeah. didn't think it was no. a good idea. Or Benadryl. <laughs> Benadryl. No, our, our kids have a hard time getting to sleep. But, baby, um, you know what I'm talking about. A little hobby toddy yeah. driving around for a little Dime bit. Tap, baby. Uh, All right, tell you. Yeah, the parking lot thing. So it's it's really a good group. I'd be into Nothing wrong. They have they have one that does right here on. Main Street, right? Yeah, the Park Street. Park Street uh, with the park. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Park Street with the park. (laughs) No, right over by, right behind um, Kroger. Kroger. Yeah, yeah. I know some guys. Called Honey Honey Wine. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. People are like, they're gonna like Google the geography. I know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What are they talking about? What What town are they in? F three Faith Fellowship and Fitness. Nice. Oh, nice. I like that. It's really cool. All right. Sounds good. I gotta tell you what, Justin. Mm-hmm. This is fantastic. Thank you for coming on. I, 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 again, for me, the takeaway is, is that don't be afraid of the financial world. Find someone with whom you can establish a relationship and st- stick with it. Stay with it. Be mm-hmm. consistent and, and keep the communi- communication channels open with that person. If you're using an app, that's great, but you better be educated, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, I think it's, it's best to find that person. And maybe, you know, there's someone in the audience who's got a great business mind who can put that business model together where you can take Bring a, it. I'd love to talk to you that Take that, that a person, hundred, a hundred people with $10 or a hundred people with $50 mm-hmm. and manage them and, and, you know, make it financially But that, that problem really needs to be solved. Yeah. And if it's not, it's going to be a societal problem for Amen. all the people Amen. that... Aren't getting a pension. That aren't getting it. Well, all the people that are doing the right thing, right? The have and have not storyline. Right, line. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a good point. That's a the, great point. If, if you don't deal with it now, it will be part of our society later. Yep, yep, you're right. Very right. Hmm. Profound. Deep. So we found our financial expert for the show, would you say? Yes. yes. All right, sold. Mm-hmm. All those in favor? Good Lord. So, uh, hi. Cheers. As long as we're drinking bourbon, we can exactly. do that. All right, hey, cheers. 16 in the books. 16. Peace out. Well, that's it for today. We hope you enjoyed listening to us weave our way through all of today's topics. If you have something to say, good or bad, we'd love to hear from you. 
So drop us a line at comments at theupsetpicks.com or hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook and check out our daily Chasing the Dog video on our YouTube channel where we will give out our top dog play of the day. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up and hit subscribe. Also, visit our website, theupsetpicks.com, all one word. We have packages for every level of interest. From Kerry, Andrew, Chris, and the entire Upset Picks team. Thank you for listening to us. Go all over the place. Be blessed, be smart, and be bold. And make sure to join us next week for some more wit, whiskey, and wisdom.